This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. I'm Chase Rolson with Rubline Marketing. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey everybody, it's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Munt from Ball Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. You're listening to the Working Class Bow Hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunch Bucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Nobody pushes the envelope like working class bow hunter. It's really, really not that good. Welcome to the show. It is episode 540, Woo. I think. Kurt wow. Geyer here. Eric Common. Doug Schmidt. We have a guest host in the studio. First time being to the studio, Chase Ralston. Love it. You've heard, we've heard you on the podcast before. We've heard you in the intro every fucking time. Yeah. I, I, I only listen to the intro and then I shut it off. Oh. <laughs> like, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Talk, I'm good. Like did, they, did they leave me in there? Okay, good. I'm good. Well, thanks for being here. Love it. Thank you for the invite. We're cranking. It's hunting season. We're cranking podcasts out in one day and this is how it works. It's kind of fun doing it this way. Yeah. And then the guest of the hour. Mr. Caleb Stillians is in the studio. What's up, buddy? Hey, not much. Thanks for having me. You survived Alaska. I did. I didn't die this time. Well, this time. <laughs> we don't. We don't ever want you to die. You didn't have to do any. Did you have to do any paperwork? Well, maybe we'll get into that. Nope, no DOPs this time. So that was good. No bales came at me. We killed a couple, which was good. Okay, but none tried to eat us. So we did a podcast. We met you at the Harrisburg show in PA in February. We did a podcast there at the Airbnb, and the, one of the biggest takeaways from your episode is you got charged by a bear, or kind of like we're in the way of a bear. Mm-hmm. 
You got charged by <laughs> Let's a bear. Just say that he was in the way. And you said I would have killed it, but I didn't want to do the paperwork. And that was like everyone kept saying, I can't believe that he didn't like that was I didn't want to do the paperwork, otherwise I would have killed it. Like, yeah, that's a lot of paperwork to do. Can you imagine <laughs> sitting down at a table and having to do paperwork? Or dead? Yeah, like what goes through your mind when you're making that split decision of paperwork or my life? Well, uh, it was more yeah, like, right. yeah, I don't know. It was quick. So it was coming up and crosshairs on the bear. And it's just like, if I pull this trigger, this guy's hunts over because now it's a big, long process. You're out in the middle of nowhere. You're state guys and fed guys. So both of those are going to come in. It's going to be a, an investigation. So it's like, can I make this stop? Because typically a bear is like curious. This bear was like, okay, I'm yelling at it. It should act curious, and then it should leave. This bear was like, low, and then coming. So it was like, crap, do I kill it? Do I not? Bang. And I just chose not, you know, quick. Luckily, flipped around, took off running. Looking back, if it happens again like that, I'll probably just kill it and do the paperwork, but I didn't want to end that guy's hunt. Wow. He must so have been a really good guy. Right. <laughs> He's a big tipper. I mean, it's like, it's, a, it's an expensive hunt for a guy to go up there, you know, and... I get you. You're being a really great guide. Yeah, yeah and and plus you don't want to have the because it was like an eight foot bear, so it's not like a big big bear. So it's like that bear needs to live on and grow up, and then get killed a few years down the road. <laughs> okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. that's exactly what it's looking at. You keep getting the point where it's going to come kill you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like listen, all yeah, all that aside, should have killed the bear. Can you imagine the the um, professionalism and the knowledge it takes to make a decision that quickly if a bear's like charging you and you've got a client over here and you're weighing all your options paperwork split joke second aside, like, oh yeah split second yeah. you're gonna make that decision well, now you're that, fine packed as a human being if that's what's yeah. going on yeah <laughs> so i walk back to that guy it's like he's like oh, are you okay because he was back a few hundred yards away watching this a few hundred and yards. then uh, yeah no shit yeah. i was like yeah i'm good i'd be, I'd be a few good. thousand yards behind you <laughs> well it, we didn't know what was gonna happen right so he's just kind of coming down and he's like Oh my! Are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. You just, you know, it's done. It's over with. He's he, like, he just ran away. Do you want a job? He's like, you just took that stress and like, totally fine. I'm like, yeah, nothing happened. He's gone. <laughs> I like, got good. one. You're paying me for this hunt, <laughs> dude. So I got to ask. Like, I don't. You've already told this story on the podcast earlier, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So just Seven ruin it for me because I haven't got to listen to it. Did the guy kill a bear? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Even better. Yeah. yeah. That's that makes the story really good. Well, so that that was, bear there. That was kind of like <laughs> right. a, bigger bear. a bigger one. I bigger like how he's just so nonchalant about it. Yeah. yeah, he just ran away. Then he killed a bear. Right. Well, what's been new, man? Because you've been in Alaska a lot, and our buddy John mm-hmm. um, has been with you a lot as well. So, you know, since the last time um, people heard you on the podcast in February, roughly February, whenever that podcast mm-hmm. launched, mm-hmm. Um, I mean, what's been new? You've been busy. You've been after it. I think you've seen a lot of animals die. You've had a lot of adventure since. So just kind of. Catch Give us up to speed, now. yeah. Okay, so on hunting-wise, uh, the spring killed a really big bear, beautiful bear, and then came back during the summertime. I got a new company, so working on pushing that ahead. Yeah, what's Tapity. that called? Plug it's, it. It's Tapity. Yeah, so if you get someone on Google, T-A-P-I-D-Y, I'll pull it right up. Okay. Get your card. It's like an e-business card. It allows you to follow up with really anybody. Grow your Instagram, grow your business. Tapity is great for you. Yeah. So skip through that. The fall... Go up to the Brooks Range above the Arctic Circle, about 200 miles above the Arctic Circle. Spent about 50 days hunting nonstop. Killed two doll sheep, two grizzly bears, and seven caribou. So it's like bang, 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 bang. And it was great. In, in 50 days. <laughs> yeah. Well, 45 days of hunting, 50 days of like 
Yeah. Logistics. Yeah. Forty-five. So, say it again. 45. How many animals? So you have seven caribou, two gilzy bears, and two doll sheep. What's your favorite to hunt out of those? Uh, so it's it's kind of a mixture. So doll sheep is the my favorite hunt as a, a collective, like the, from start to finish. Mm-hmm. A lot of moving, glassing a lot. Um, so that's that's fun. But on like favorite animal to like go kill is a, is a grizzly bear or brown bear. Really? Yeah, because you're going up there, you're like. Okay, if especially if you have a client, because now it's like if this client makes a bad shot, a I need to put follow up shots in it, or if it runs into the willows and I can't get follow up shots on it, now like I got to go in after that at some mm. point in time. You can't just leave the animal alone. You got to eventually maybe let it rest a day or something like that. But eventually, it's me and that bear in the willows, and if it got hit in the guts, it's still alive. So it's yeah. like you kind of got that. So it's like. Of all that adrenaline going, like if I fuck up right now, okay, can I cuss on? Yo, you can say whatever the fuck you, you would want. like. Can. Okay, good, good. So if I fuck up right now, that bear could eat my ass or eat my client's ass. So it's just like that. Yeah. That adrenaline rush goes to that hey, next. Doug level. might like that if yeah. he was your client. <laughs> Not the kind I want. That's a whole other story. Doug goes, Doug goes for the ass first too. <laughs> Next Man, question. that's amazing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Next question. <laughs> yeah, okay, I see that. I get that. Yeah, the, it has a different thrill to that type of hunt. Yeah, you take that adrenaline level to the next, the next peg because when you kill an animal, that's awesome. But when you you killing an animal that could easily kill you as well, if it gets on top of you, then it's like the, the margin of error goes down because now it's like like in that area the last two seasons there's been two maulings this in that outfitters group oh really so two wow. different guides that i know got well, one guide and one client got mauled just in that area the last two years this year a guy was hunting in that same general area and just went missing like he was with his buddy his other buddy couldn't carry the his pack so he dropped it a mile from where they were hunting at the buddy that carried his pack went back to go get the other buddy's pack, and he never made it to that other pack. He's just gone. Mission. It's been like five weeks now. Haven't found anything. So a oh. bear got him, chewed him, ate everything up, and shitted him out somewhere. Mm. Oh. oh, that's fucking that's terrible. terrible. It's sad, but... Different area, man. And it's now just... hearing that story, and then you saying you didn't shoot that bear that was charging you? Yeah. It's fucking nuts. That's a good yeah. point. So yeah. I, I like the part where Caleb just seemed to add the part where he finished out and they shit him out. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Like usually like you hear nothing. the stories like, oh, he must have ate him. They never finished the whole <laughs> right. rudiment system. They save you the detail. He had, he had to add, and then he shit him out. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, it's a reality. Well, well played. Yeah. Well, and, I appreciate it. If the it. family yeah. hears this, like my deepest condolences. Like, oh, the, absolutely. Like I didn't mean to make light of that situation. Well, without being yeah. gruesome about it, that's the reality of it. I mean, we're part of that ecosystem when it comes to um, when we're up there we're part of the food chain yep. and does that weigh on you a lot do you think about that often like fuck man i could get eaten anytime or fall and or just anything you know some but there's a quote by marcus aurelius that i really like it says uh one should not feel deaf one should feel never beginning to truly live we mm. all gotta punch our ticket sometime so yeah. whether you punch your ticket dying on your deathbed at 95 or you punch your ticket at 25 hunting bears it's Really, ninety years. What's the difference? It's, I hear you. It's, you're, yeah. you're doing it with the experience, and I mean, not that I want to get eaten by a bear, but there's way less cool ways to die. Yeah, that's a pretty I, rad way to talk die. About it before. 
I don't, and, I, and I think people take this as I'm like, I want to get eaten by a bear. I don't <laughs> want to get eaten by a bear, for the record. I just mm-hmm. think... You just hope the bear's there next If I'm going to go out, fine. that's a cool way to yeah. go. You know, like, well, it'd be a miserable way to go, because typically the mauling takes a while. Oh boy. So it's not like you're quick dead. Most of the time, it's like it's going to be miserable. I cut my own throat in the middle of a bear mauling, to be honest. Right. So, so if, you, if you know you're done, done... You're finding any means possible to just end it quick. Yeah, yeah. but that wouldn't even cross your mind, dude. Yeah, I just I can't even imagine the fear that would overcome your body. Yeah. Oh. Just don't get mauled. I think is sensible. <laughs> yeah, that's good yeah. advice. So yeah. when you've gone into the okay, willows, hold on, I'm I, writing I, that down. Don't get don't mauled. Get mauled. Okay. Yeah. You can quote me on that. Yeah. One. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to ask. Um, I, I was up in Canada hunting bears, and it was a simple thing. I killed a black bear, went in to go get it, big big uh, boar, and. The sow was with and stayed mm-hmm. with him all night. Mm-hmm. And I remember we were going through tracking it the next morning, and just that sow, like, busting up and running out of there scared the crap out of all of us. Like, I think we all had to change our pants afterwards. Mm-hmm. That's a black bear. That's a black bear. So when you've gone in and gone after him, have you run into situations where you've had to do a all-of-a-sudden follow-up shot? And- yeah. Uh, all, like, that happens quite frequently. Uh, so the main thing is, like, it's okay to have feel, but you can't let it, like, take over your nervous system. And that's probably why there's some people that make good guides and some people that don't. It's like, you got to stay cool and you got to, like, do your job. And what I've found is after the fact, everything's said and done, then I can, I, I'll get a little jittery. But during that moment, it's like... Doesn't even phase you. Yeah, game time. But after it's done, then it's like... Whoa, that was fucking crazy! But doing it's like it. a high-performing <laughs> athlete, right? Yeah, kind of true. It's like, like Formula One. Uh, if you ever watch that Formula One, I need uh, to watch the documentary on Netflix. Right. I've yeah, heard I've it's fucking it. awesome. I think there's a lot of similarities with the fact if these guys are able to just focus in that narrow, in that amount of fear, it's just like Formula One. They're driving at 200 and some miles an yeah. hour around a curve, and they don't lose focus. Well, does some of it come from like visualizing a dangerous situation? Like, do you lay in your tent at night when you're out there and you think like? If I encounter a bear, I have to visualize the scenario so I'm more mentally prepared for it. Yeah, well, that's an all-year-round thing. If you're just doing it in the tent when you and you feel that's a bad deal. It probably so, will wig you out. Yeah, yeah. So, you like, if you're going to do <laughs> yeah. this stuff or, like, it's go like up in the house, him, like, I'm a burrito right now in this tent. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that, that's something that goes through my mind. That's the worst feel is, like, one coming after you while you're in your tent. Because it's on top of you before you even kill it. Yeah, you're in your tent. Yeah. It's, it's actually a weak game to the bear. Like, what a pussy that bear must be. You know what I mean? You're basically in a Ziploc bag for it. <laughs> it wasn't a bear, but... Uh, Not freezer burn. You've probably got these stories, too. We were coming off the mountain, and um, You're we had like house. 12 hours from landing in Anchorage to our flight home. And mm-hmm. we had just spent 14 days on the mountain. Mm-hmm. So we rented a motel just so we could shower. We hadn't showered in 14 days, and we get down there, and <clears throat> I'm like, oh, I need a bar. I'd showered up. I finally felt good. I went down to the hotel bar. So I sit down, and I notice the guy sitting next to me, and he's all bandaged up, like from wrist all the way up to his shoulder. I'm like, oh, man, like were you out on the mountain? Like did you get mauled by a bear? And he's like, no, I was sleeping in my tent, and a wolf came in and just started, like I put my arm up in defense. And he got ravaged by a wolf in the tent. What? Said, yeah. It was just a hmm. just a wild. Um, they don't know if he was rabied or what, but he was there in Anchorage he getting want to tetanus shots out. and all this treatment and stuff, and they had to come off the mountain. I think they were hunting bear, but then the, they got attacked by a wolf in their tent. That's weird. Holy like, that doesn't happen. Nope. And that's what <clears throat> when they were filling out all the paperwork. Um, is it game and fish out there? Or what do they call it? Fishing game. Fishing game. Yeah. yeah. So they had gone out there, recovered the wolf, 
Um, but by this time, this was only his first day back, so they didn't know if it was rabied or what was the issue. Mm-hmm. Um, but they had gone out, recovered the wolf, and then he was just sitting there. His hunt was ruined, and he was going in like every – they had to go like every 24 hours and get more shots. And it was- Dude's out there on painkillers and just whiskey. Yeah. Just <laughs> so – the American dream. I mean, freak huh. things do Everything happen, Everything in Alaska right? wants like, to kill you. Like, and everything. And I do eventually want to get past this, like, let's just death and animals thing. But uh-huh. real quick, we got to talk about this. You see that video just came out. I don't remember where it was. Rogan reposted it, but seeing, like, all these different outdoor pages of that mountain lion. Mm-hmm. And that dude's yeah. backed up with his Glock. Where, what state was that in? Do you guys know? Did you see I, don't know I thought it was state. Colorado, wasn't it? I don't know what state it was in. But well, one of our buddies. It's everywhere. Um, just had that happen to him in Colorado as well. Mm-hmm. So, and that, that's a future podcast where you get into that. So I don't want to give too much away because that's going to be a fun one. But mm-hmm. he, he shot a mountain lion elk yeah. hunting with his 10 mil. But this dude's got one. He's backing up. And this fairly big, I mean, mature mountain lion is like falling him. And it pounces and he ends up firing a couple rounds at it. But um, I don't know. It's I have crazy. the utmost respect for anybody that does your job in Alaska because I just firmly believe like everything in Alaska, the weather, a lot of the like everything wants to kill you. The mountains want to kill you. Everything wants to kill you. Know, you know the Alaska. scariest thing is the ocean. Yeah, you get on the ocean. That thing, if it wants to kill you, it's like you a little ragdoll. A bear I can shoot it in the head. Game over. Right. That ocean is scary. Like, yeah. you know, you can't shoot, shoot in the ocean. No, well, you can't. Yeah. Water's scary. Um, so what's going on, man? I mean, plug some stuff. You're so humble. You don't really like. I want you to like talk. Where can people find you? Like on YouTube. What do people look up to get a hold of you to see some of your videos and stuff? Because you had our buddy John is out there videoing you and all this stuff while you're out there. So yeah. like, break some of that down. Like, Give yourself some self-promotion here, man. That's why oh, yeah. you're here. I mean, yeah. If you, I mean, if you guys just look me up on like YouTube or wherever else, you can hop on Google and type in Caleb Stillians or Rise Up with Caleb Stillians. That's about C-A-L-E-B. Uh, and then Stillians is S-T-I-L-L-I-A-N-S. And it would pull up on Google. So as you yeah. We just up there filming, like what happens uh, with the show that I do. I kind of want it to be realistic, so it's like I, I don't show all the hype stuff. I show a lot of the hype stuff and a lot of the stuff that's just like happening. So it's like there's a lot of good conversations that happen. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of glassing. Like that's the biggest thing about hunting out west or up in Alaska is like it's not walk, walk, walk. There's a big thing, and not talking about anybody in particular. Or if you like to do this, that's your style, but Killing big animals consists of walking as much as you need to, but no more than what you need to, and getting behind your glass and glassing like a son of a gun. Mm-hmm. If you're just trying to cover miles and say, oh, I got X amount of vertical miles today, not hunting, you're hiking. So mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a big thing about we show a lot of glass. You're just a tourist. Yeah, you're just, you're just cruising. It's like, <laughs> well, a lot of people can cruise, and that's probably why you're killing small animals. Mm-hmm. It's like, take your time. You can cover so much more ground behind a loophole spot and scope or whatever spot and scope you use than you can walking. Like, yeah. Good luck. Like, try to, because now you're getting in the folds. You can only see this much. And you're wearing ba- yourself out. Yeah. yeah. And even if you can physically. So I could, I could, that doll sheep I just killed, I walked 50 miles ago, kill him, killed him, packed him out. You, even if you're on shape, there's just cruise, 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 cruise. You walk and buy so much stuff. And you're like, oh, I can see everything. See, there's nothing on that mountain. There's nothing on that mountain. You're an idiot. There's so many folds <laughs> in that ground that you yeah. can't see. Right. Sit down, get a good vantage point, and glass and glass and glass. And if you spend, I don't know, a decent amount of time, you got to go off gut when you're hunting. So there's not, there's no true, in my opinion, true rules in hunting. You mm-hmm. got to go off what what your gut's telling you. Yeah. 
if you sat there and truly glassed that spot and nothing's moving, then look about moving to your next glassing point. But have kind of a rough idea where that is before you start cruising instead of just walking around with a lollipop in your mouth acting like yeah. Elmer Fudd. I don't know. Yeah. Elmer Fudd out there. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I learned that from Western hunting. You know, it's like, yeah, you're doing a lot of walking more than you will in the whitetail game, right? So that's why a lot of us fat beer drinking Midwesterners have a hard time. But well, if you walk 10 feet, you're doing more walking than... That's true. For the, for the most part, I mean, little short exaggeration there, but not far off. But um, <laughs> I go ten feet. Of good, we should start glassing. Good glass <laughs> is so important. And then I realized that too because it's like we we do that here, but it's limited, right? Like you know, we're in ten by forty two. I've run. I've been running twelve by fifty loopholes just mm-hmm. because I've hunted out west. I just like them. I like to get a little tighter. I feel like my eyes are getting worse, but. um you spend a lot of time out west behind glass, so it's cool to hear that Alaska is like similar. Like, it saves you a lot of energy, and you can really evaluate things and get the lay of the land and all that. And it's fun. I like glassing, mm-hmm. and uh, I learned that a lot in mule deer hunting for the first high country mule deer hunting with um, Clint Casper and Devin Leonard, two of the, the mule deer gods in my book. You know, look up mm-hmm. to them guys, and um, so sitting there learning with them guys side by side, just glassing all day. And finding deer, and then you develop game plans from glass, and you find more animals, you see more shit than you thought. But well, I mean, even when Doug and I went to Nebraska, that's what it was. They said, "Hey, climb the top of that hill and just sit there in glass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You will find something." Yeah, yeah. and that's what it was. I mean, you, I, I like mean, it. We weren't way out west, but we were in Nebraska, which mm-hmm. was kind of hilly, and it was still the same way. Oh, I find it in Western Nebraska, and there's a lot. You got to do a lot of glassing out. That's yeah. where we yeah. were. There's yeah, a misconception sure. that Nebraska's flat. It's only <clears throat> flat where eighty runs through it, yeah, where yeah. everyone drives. <laughs> Yeah. So, but I, I think it's fun. That part of hunting is enjoyable to me. And a lot of good conversations happen when you're glassing. Oh, yeah. You, you can figure out life real quick when you have to sit there and glass 12 hours and not see anything. Especially with the guy yeah. you barely know. You guys will be best friends. Yeah, be best friends in about three hours. hours. You cover a lot of ground in conversation. I can't even imagine when you get a new client and like the, the range of combo with a new guy. You talk about, I mean, Nate, hunting, right? It always starts with hunting what you're looking for all this the next thing you know you're talking about some chick you banged when you were 19 and like it's like what it's like oh man this chick and and that's where it goes and then it goes from that to whatever the second car you had or, or yeah. whatever you know like and the what's even worse than glassing is, is when you're stuck in a pup tent for two days straight because mm-hmm. of weather fog. fog weather then it really comes out about the high school chicks and everything <laughs> yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. when the whiskey comes out. Hey, yes. No, that's when the details come out. That's when the details oh, come out, right? Yeah. And then afterwards, the hunt finishes, and you're like, holy shit, I hope that guy doesn't repeat the stories <laughs> I told him in the tent. Dude, you know what? When I tell them stories when we're doing that, I just know whatever he's telling me, he probably doesn't want the same shit to get yeah, out. That's yeah. right. It stays that's on right. the mountain, baby. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know? That's that's fun, though. That's part of it. It is. Yeah, and what's cool is, like, uh, the, the clients that you sometimes run into are, like, business guys. So I studied finance at Missouri State, and I've learned way more being stuck in a tent on a foggy day than I did any day, <laughs> any year of, biz, like, business financing yeah. in college. So... Did, Going back, like to hunting in general, like, do you have a ton of whitetail hunting experience? Not a ton. I mean, I'd say a little bit. I've killed a couple nice bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, probably about the, the size of that one. These oh. are all. So it's not a great gauge. We should put a sign up. <laughs> these are all our first bucks. Okay. Like first, um, like these are milestone whitetails for us. That's why we like them in the studio. Like, you know, first buck, first buck with a bow, that type of thing. Uh-huh. Um, but. But yeah, I mean, but they're nice deer, though. Like that's not taking anything away from them. But that's what we—that's ha- why we have them in here. It's kind of like a 
where it all started. Uh, it was yeah, started, yeah. how it all started. Yeah. The, the passions, roots. yeah. yeah. Um, but you did you grow up in Missouri? So make sure. So from zero to two, Kansas City, Missouri. From two to eight. Glen Allen, Alaska, which is a small town in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And then from 8 to like 17, uh, Secoxin, Missouri. It's this tiny little town, uh, Midwest. And then from there, I started like popping up to Alaska and started that whole guiding journey mm-hmm. and go to college at the same time. So I was balancing those two. So when that happened, my whitetail hunting uh, kind of stopped because yeah. – Either my fall was taken up from going to college or guiding. Yeah. It was one of those two, and then my guiding was in Alaska, so whitetail hunting kind of stopped for me there. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Oh, that makes sense. It's I a mean, lot of traveling. That's cool. Yeah. I like talking to guys that... We talk to so many people that do whitetail hunt, and uh, and that's fine, but I like talking to guys that are... Not that you're unfamiliar with whitetail hunting, but like, for example, my buddy Trey lives in mm-hmm. Wyoming. Never killed a whitetail. He's coming out in a few weeks to hunt whitetails for the first time in oh, the Midwest. Yeah. And so he's like, he's getting that Midwestern epitome whitetail experience. He's never done it. So like, I'm just going to have a heyday with him, talking to him every day. Like, Make sure he stays in the stand. Like, what'd you think? Yeah. <laughs> right. No walking yeah. around. Yeah. No walking around. No, and Trey, he'll get down in 10 oh, minutes. Oh, yeah. I don't think so. I think he's he's adaptable, you know, but Focus. but I'm just curious to see like what do you think? What's going through your head? What'd you see? What'd you think when you saw it? Like cuz I go out there and I'm hitting him with 40 fucking questions yeah. a, a minute. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure he's probably like, "Dude, shut up." He's not. He's not <laughs> that he's not that way, but I'm just curious to have kind of our roles flip for once. Yeah. Where I could take him to my farm and be like, "You're the guy you're, now." You're telling him what to do. Yeah. It's going to be interesting when you do that. And I don't know if you experienced this, Kayla, but so when I started going out west in Alaska and doing all those things, like I just got addicted to being able to get out of the stand and like move, mm-hmm. spot and stalk, go after them. Lots of failed stalks, but it was still like I was constantly moving and doing stuff. And, and I came back and now I can't sit still. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to sit in a stand for eight hours. Like, I can't. Yeah. Like an all day sit drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. So you're taking a guy from out west that that's all they've done and you're going to sit him and say, don't move. Yeah. Yeah. Sit here. Exactly. It's an hour before sun up and you're going to have to sit here in the yeah. dark. I'll call you at noon. <laughs> right. Yeah. To see if you want in. lunch or not. I yeah. can't wait to hear about it. Like if he gives an honest review, he will. What he really thinks of being able to go from mobility, yeah. glass in like mm-hmm. you're talking about. So when I come back and I hunt down in the 48, what I would do, or well, not 48, Eastern 48, is I'll find the thickest shit I can find. And then get on my knees and you, well, you did MMA, you know, when you go f- shooting for a double, like mm-hmm. how you usually drop down to that knee and kind of roll into the next one and pick up. Yeah. So instead of picking up, you just keep dropping through that next knee. Yeah. And I'll find the thickest shit I can, and that will there's a game trail, and I'll just drop to a knee, scratch to the next one, drop to the knee, and I never will come up. It's just sifting from knee to knee. So it's a midwestern spot and stock as close as mm. you can get, and because I can't. I don't know if I have ADHD or what I have, but I cannot, even when I was a kid, before I knew out west hunting yeah. or glassing hunting, I cannot sit there all day. I would just be like, this is... They call it, uh, here we call it still hunting. Yeah. Okay, yeah. What yeah. was the famous family? Was it Michigan or Missouri? Like, all their deer were killed off of basically spot and stark or still hunting. This is like an 80s. 80s, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 80s, 90s. Um, not the, is it the Fitzgeralds or it would no, be the... Like, uh, I want to say like Benoit or... No, nope, it's... Uh, um. Oh, I can't believe I'm drawing a fucking blank right now. Well, somebody on your listeners has got to Someone, they're up. just screaming right now. It's oh, the... Um, 
I don't know. Oh, fuck. They were like they were in so many magazines back in the day, the early days. Like it's not the Fitzgerald. No, no I got not. it on the tip of my tongue. That's not true. He's googling it, by the way. I am. For everybody that's like no, listening no, we, to this, yeah, it's uh, the yeah. uh, <laughs> early hunting family. I'm trying to look up like it's the. Uh, oh fuck! Put in best spot and stock whitetail family or something like that. It's this, the, when you uh, said that. This reminds me of of what these guys did. Um, why am I drawing a blank? Because Mark and fucking Gene always talk about them when they're on the podcast. It's the uh, the Wenzels. It, Wenzels did it, but that's not who I'm thinking. It's not the Wenzel brothers. That's what I was thinking of the okay. Wenzel brothers. But maybe they maybe they weren't known for that. They're well, a little before our time. White tail adrenaline. White tail adrenaline. Is <laughs> that's the modern day. That is definitely yeah. the modern it is, day. It definitely is. Jared Scheffler. I don't know, dude. I don't know how to find it. Yeah, I don't know what you would. I was thinking of the Wenzels the whole time. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but it'll be interesting to get that vibe. But I'll tell you this though, Caleb, you might find this uh, this interesting. the The more I Western hunt and the more hunting experiences I have, the more I'm in love with whitetails. Like I came back so like wholesome feeling for this fall. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if I've been this excited in a fall for whitetail hunting than I have ever in my life. Do what you do you think, think that is? Do you think it's the hunting out there? Or do you think because you like kind of kickstarted your whitetail season? Oh, like started early. You know what I mean? Because you were out there hunting and then you came back into a hunting season. You know what I'm saying? I think it's because yeah, that's a good, I guess I don't know exactly. I think it's because I wonder if doing different hunts. You kind of like add more hunting fine tuned tricks to your bag, and I think I just look forward to like home court, like what I grew up on. Yeah, and but I don't know. I feel like the more the older I get, the more hunting I do, the more white tail hunting I do, the more white tails I kill, the more calculated I am. So I don't wonder if like the more sits that I do, the more I feel like I'm going to have a successful action packed hunt. So it makes me more ambitious for it. I don't. I don't really know. I haven't nailed it down. Maybe I'll know by the end of season. I mean, even coming into this season, going to Africa, you know, it got me more amped up for oh, white yeah. tails because we started hunting so, so early. early. Maybe that's what it is. It, it was for me, you know, for sure. I don't know. You know, it could be different yeah. for you, but like that got me so we amped shit up. Over like, way before anything we'd ever used to. I was. Right. I'm jacked up, and I killed a buck already, and I'm still jacked up. Like right. I'm excited. There's more cold coming this weekend. I'm, oh yeah, I'm making game plans. You know, like. About to get I don't out. know. I don't know what it is, really. I wonder if it's, uh, you know, they say variety is a spice of life. I wonder if it's, uh, you've changed it up, so now you know what else is out there. So it's kind of like, I'm going to equate it to, you, you slept with X girl, and you think it have this other girl, and then you go back, you go to this one. What's, what's to say you're not dating, so you're ethical. Yeah. Um, you're right. Right. You're ethical. Oh, shoot. This other one was <laughs> so good. I'm fair, I'm fair chase. Yeah. yeah. So, so you've done this one over here, and I like, well, it was wild. good, but it wasn't what... I'm going to go back to what the other the one. one. Yeah. <laughs> was it my man chick? Yeah. 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 You went to your side hole for a while. Okay. Now you, it makes yeah. sense. You learn some yeah. new things. Yeah. You learn some new things. And then you go back. So is he saying your side hoe's mule deer? Is that your side hoe? Mule deer and elk in Africa. I got an African chick on that's, the side. That's right. <laughs> South African. What's up? So, What's up? Um, yeah, I guess that's a great analogy. Maybe. That maybe that's analogy. what. Maybe that's what it is. I don't really know, I guess. Maybe I'll know at the end of season. But uh, right now, I don't know. I just know that, like, the more I do, but the I do enjoy out-of-state hunts. It's not that I'm like, 
oh, this is fun, but it's not whitetails. Like, I'm not there with that mindset, you know? Like, I don't think <clears> I go on either. I don't think I go on any other hunt with that mindset no. because you experience a hunt for what that hunt is. You don't, you're not yeah. worried about comparing it to another hunt because each one's. You like just, the hunt. Completely yeah, different. It's just like mm-hmm. when I asked you about caribou or sheep or grizzlies, like you had your own flavor for each one and why you weren't like mm-hmm. well grizzly hunting sucks because i like to kill sheep more yeah mm-hmm. right you like it all you know it was just different levels based on trying. adrenaline or perseverance or length of the hunt or whatever it was yeah I appreciated it for all the different aspects yeah do you ever think you'll get real real into white to hunting like elevated tree stand type Probably not. Never? Maybe. I love that I honesty. Like, no not. way, right? Like, it's so, just, yeah, it's so honest. Like, yeah. never, you don't think, like, you don't have an interest in killing, like, a big, like, Oh, I for sure have plus. an interest of killing a, a big, a big whitetail. Uh, but the, for me to get excited to sit in the tree, I don't think could, like, would happen. Like, will I do it? The killing a whitetail and experience that? Yes. But for me to be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go sit in the tree and I'm going to wait it out. Like, you guys have that, that you can't wait to get out and sit in the tree. I don't think I could get that, to be honest. Well, let me paint this. You have to have a reason to go to the tree. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Let me let me paint this for you a little different. That's a great point, Eric. That's what I was gonna like say is like, you are calculating this whitetail to be a step ahead of them, and that's why you're in the tree. You're not, you know. Sometimes you sit just to see what happens, but a lot of times you're sitting with reason. He's not the Mm -hmm. guy saying, "Hey, that whitetail might walk by." He's the guy saying, "I'll find him." That that whitetail is gonna walk by tonight, and I'll be in the stand. Yeah. I got to jump in because I think a little bit, guys that don't whitetail hunt a lot, there's this misconception of like, oh, sit in a tree. <clears throat> this was, man, I don't even remember what year it was. It was like maybe 2014 or so. Um, buddy of mine was like, have you ever killed one from the ground? Like really from the ground? I was like, no, you got to try it. And I did. And I like eye level, I killed that first whitetail eyeball to eyeball, like at 15 yards, like just straight across. And I was so flipping addicted. I never wanted to get on a tree, up in a tree again mm-hmm. where you were above them. I got addicted to the thrill of like, how still can I hold? Mm-hmm. How close can I let them get to me? Yeah. And can I still get an arrow in them? And there was two of us actually, and my buddy filmed it. And it was terrible footage, but we looked back on it like we were watching. Yeah, it like, yeah. holy shit, this deer was like 12 yards. Yeah, right. That's... And we're sitting on buckets. And he I pulled no a bow idea, back yeah. and I shot that deer. That changed That's the whitetail cool. game for me. Yeah, and that might be like what gets you. Like I, I think I, you know, get me close to a big whitetail. I'm in whether it's on the ground or in the stand. Like I, the buck I killed last week and I killed out of a saddle. It's my first saddle kill, and mm-hmm. dude, it was fucking money. Like, yeah, I still enjoy the calculated. Where am I going to put the stand? Hanging the stand? Like I still enjoy the. You like shit the, out chess, of game. Yes. the chess game? Yeah. Yeah. The chess it, game. Yeah. It is a chess game. That that's. Uh, we're just trying to paint that like that's why yeah. we love white. I could say it'd be hard to explain to you like hey like this is the spot you go in the tree like don't move like trust me the deer are going to come by like mm-hmm. but you're just like no nah, I'm going to find them. I don't okay. You. Well, I could probably like what you say in the chess game where you pre planning it out. I could get into that, but so like my whitetail adrenaline is a, 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 not a genuine, but hunting experience was my parents having 20 acres and I had one stand that I built and put in a tree and that was the one stand to hunt. You would go sit in that and you would sit, 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 sit. And when I was a kid, I would do that, but it wasn't like I had those different chest pieces to chase them down or the or saddle. around, right. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah. well, that's where I'm going to go sit. Mm-hmm. So that's my 
like vision of it. Yeah. So maybe yeah. if you had different planning into it, and I say I had the, a time to put into that, then I could probably get more into it. But as of just like, I'm gonna go sit in this one stand. I I don't think I could sit that long. Right. Doing I agree. Anymore. Hey, I get it. All right, I got one for you. Unless you're seeing deer. Okay. Unless you're deer, you said a lot of deer coming through. Yep. You have to give up. So, Doug, you first. You have to give up three years of whitetail hunting, Mm. okay, to kill a monster grizzly or never shoot a grizzly and you can hunt a 200-acre farm and shoot a 200-inch deer. Uh, Potential to shoot it with a chess game. Which one do you do? Three years of no whitetail hunting and go grizzly or do you go after the whitetail? Whitetail. Okay. Why to all day? That's so easy for me. Yeah. yeah, I'm fine. Never killing a grizzly. Yeah, I'm yeah. also fine. To, to me, to give up three years of no whitetail hunting. Yeah. So Caleb, let me give you my number. I guess I'll be going grizzly hunting with you. You got an Illinois farm? Yeah, what, are, what are we doing? Jail time or something? Three years? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> well, because you know it's it's, a year? it's more of a once in a lifetime deal with a grizzly. A so you can't just say I'll give up whitetail hunting for one year because that'd be easy. Like oh, absolutely, yeah. one I'm year you can take it. a year off. I can't. So I had to make it difficult and say three years no whitetails. True. Yeah, it's uh, three years is a long time. I I'll be honest. I time. leave next week to go to Wyoming to mm-hmm. try and fill my elk tag. So in Wyoming it turns into a rifle tag. Right. So I, I'm going to go back and hunt. But I'll be honest. Like today I this morning until about lunchtime I went to lunch with my wife because I just wrecked my truck. People don't know, and I had to go get a rental. So yeah. I had to go into town. My wife picked me up. We went to lunch, and I'm like, "Hey, I'm thinking about not going elk hunting because I really want to hunt." Because you looked at the weather patterns and you're yeah. like, "There's a cold." But I already, killed, I already killed a buck this year. Oh, so what are you doing? I want I want to kill another whitetail. Oh, jeez. I don't know. I I would go elk hunting. I am going elk hunting. <laughs> okay. And you have a rental. You're not putting miles on your truck. They gave me a. I didn't think I was going to get a truck rental. There, yeah, that you got a Prius. It'll be fine. Dude, I would dry ice packed in that baby. It's a smart car with a coexist <laughs> sticker on the back. Co- coexist bumper sticker. So I honestly like I thought about canceling my elk hunt. Yeah. To just kill whitetails on this cold front. Yeah, you're, you're crazy. We have seen a lot of good pictures come through, but I don't know. I'd go elk hunting. I'm just going to try and kill another whitetail Sunday before I go out. <laughs> That would be insane. <laughs> it would be insane. Less than two weeks. <laughs> two white tails and an elk. Exactly. And then yeah. elk. But anyway, Caleb, enough about our white tails. Like, no, I like listening like, about it. So, now nah, we suck. No, so one thing I want to say, so anybody listening, so they don't think I'm like a stuck-up jackass. I don't, you don't come across that okay. way. <laughs> Glad I'm not, you said it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm not trying to like say, oh, white tail hunting is not... The cool thing to do, I think, whatever your hunting should be, whatever you're passionate about, go after it. Yeah, I just happen to be passionate about this stuff over here. Yeah. So if you're killing big bucks and that's all you want to do, fucking keep on it. Yeah, for sure. So. Well, I want to talk about caribou a little bit because I think caribou is in. And Chase, you just killed a good caribou like last two years. Caleb and I were talking before the podcast. Like that's where I, I was enamored when he said he was a guide in Alaska because the respect I have for the job these guys do. Like it's not enough to say. Oh yeah, I'm a guy in Alaska. Like unless you've experienced what these guys have to know, what they put themselves through, their bodies. Like I was showing Caleb pictures of my guide. He's <clears throat> his name's Rick Cherry. He'll probably kill me because I'll get his age wrong. But I think he was almost seventy. I want to say he was like sixty-seven or sixty-eight. Rounded up. Yeah, he's he's a <laughs> a duck hunting, golfing fool from um, Arkansas, who kind of like you, he just fell in love with guiding in Alaska, and he'd been doing it for so many years. And he beat our ass all over that mountain. I bet, yeah. Like, it was like, march, 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 stop, glass for three hours, march, 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 
and you you gain such a respect not just for Alaska the state but the guides that are out there doing it because it takes a special person. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. And this Tough was on this was on caribou, not like what you see on TV. Not herds of migrating caribou. We yeah. were we were in the shit. Yeah. And not real tree road trips caribou. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like yeah. I think maybe when I booked it i thought maybe that, i would have like hundreds of caribou i had no idea i was going to be packing it out on a mountain for 14 days and like right right and caribou is pretty high up on my list man absolutely yeah. you know and your guide like keeps you calm like pushes you through like you're cold you're miserable they're like yeah the weather sucks we're just and they they tell stories and it was awesome getting to meet caleb out there because that caribou hunt was it ranks by far Better than New Zealand, better than than really Africa, better than anything I've ever done. Just from the fact, better than Africa. Here's I why I love Africa. Yeah, but here's Caribou why. Caribou is very high on my list. It's yeah. high on mine as well. Like I would say, if you get an opportunity, you know, to do it, here's why I say you do it. It's not the fact that you're getting tested as a shot or as a hunter or anything. You you actually get tested as a man. Whether you can, I mm-hmm. I'll, I freely tell this story. By day like eight or nine. Like, I wanted to see my wife so bad. I wanted to see my kids so bad. Like, I wanted to go home. Mm-hmm. I've had my ass beat for nine days. Weather, up and down the mountain, my feet hurt. I dropped, before that hunt, I dropped like 30 pounds. I worked out every day. I rode bikes miles and miles and miles to get my cardio up. Like, I did everything right for seven months of training. Mm-hmm. And Alaska still kicked my ass. Oh, I bet. You it's, can never train for that. You, you can, always get your ass you kicked when you go on shit like that, yep. no matter what. But, yeah. But you did your part. <laughs> I did my part. And like I said, it was just, it's a team effort. And so the only reason I say is it's not like, like you go to New Zealand or you go to Africa, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's a target rich environment. Resort type mm-hmm. hunting. Right. It's resort type hunting. It's awesome. And I think everybody should do it in their life. Everybody should go to Africa once in their life and do it because it's that beautiful and amazing. Mm-hmm. What is up, guys? Switching it up on this podcast and the next uh, two to three, I guess, on how we're doing the ads. Only just because it's hunting season, we know you want to get right to the goods. But, um, you know, everything free has a commercial, and uh, we've been busting tail. So, um, you know, the podcast is brought to you by Elite Archery. Have you guys seen the new Omnia? Pretty cool. We're in the launch release video for that, talking about it on the podcast. Um, if you have not seen that, get to EliteArchery.com. Check out the new Omnia. It's a fast one for guys who are into that. It's 32 axle to axle, 6 inch brace height, 347 IBO. Um, lots of great colors, a lot of new features this year. Um, so get on there, um, pick your color, and use code WCB. You can send that to a local dealer um, and get, get rocking. So if you're thinking about a new bow, that's one to look at. Uh, have that in the rotation. So check it out, leadarchery.com, code WCB, everything outdoor group. Um, also, big time. Uh, man, I killed a buck the other day, and he had a belly full of big-time clover. Um, I hunted just off of my food plot, a little different tactic, and uh, got it to work. So, um, you know, think about frost seeding, what your plans are for the spring or next fall, or just never hurts to uh, already be a step ahead of that. So um, use code WCB2022. I imagine once it's 2023, if you're listening to this way delayed, um, it would be WCB2023 uh, then. So, um, get yourself into some big time, save some money, enjoy uh, what they have to offer. Great people. They're making feeding deer cool again. 
that makes sense. Also, Huntworth, HuntworthGear.com. I'm super pumped about our partnership with Huntworth and even more pumped about the new Heat Boost line from Huntworth. Uh, get on there. It's right on the top banner. You click on it. They have all the Heat Boost stuff in one category so you can shop around. Um, they're great fitting, warm clothing. Um, I did some testing on it on my mountain lion hunt. Love it. Looking forward to uh, rocking it again this fall. Um, I really like the uh, Saskatoon Heat Boost Heavyweight. Uh, pants, they're my jam. I just love the fit of it. I even love the fit of like the I have the tarn and midweight pants. Love them. They just fit good. They fit nice, um, and they fit good too if you're riding an e bike. If you do that type of thing, but check out Huntworth. Save some money on your next heat boost purchase. Uh, code WCB fifteen. So check it out there. Uh, the podcast also brought to you by Scent Crusher. I'm actually getting ready to set up uh, a Halo Series locker light here in the studio. I'm going to put it by the back door. Um, we're going to have some people in and out that are hunting public in the area or have property with an hour, a couple hours of the studio. And um, for our friends, we just say, hey, let's have hunting camp. And so they'll be able to utilize that uh, Halo series. We actually don't have a shower at the studio, so that's going to uh, keep their clothes from getting too rank. Um, they're just going to have to do you know, the old-fashioned whore's bath with uh, baby wipes or whatever. But at least their clothes will be fresh. Um, and that's, you know, one of the big things. So uh, check out Scent Crusher. Um, and, check, you know, if you don't have room for a full-size closet, maybe that's the move for you. It's got the Halo Series unit in it um, and all that. So uh, check it out. I like it. I, I have the big one at home. And uh, this little one's going to be con- perfect for the studio without taking up too much space. Uh, the podcast also brought to you by Old Barn Taxidermy. I have my buck there um, doing a nice Euro mount, doing saving the cape for uh, one of the Garbuck replicas. My... Uh, mule deer is looking good. Uh, we had to put artificial velvet on it, and Sam absolutely killed it. So when I shot my buck, he fell down the mountain and messed up his velvet. And he's like, "Yo, you could, you know, you decide what you want to do." You know, when I shot him, he was full velvet. I want him mounted that way, and uh, I got some sneak peek pictures, and I'm pretty pumped. I should have it by the time this podcast launches. He should be in the studio, but he's looking real good. I'm, I'm super stoked about it. So check out Old Barn Taxidermy. Um, they are some of the best in the biz. Um, they're great, great people. They give you back a great product, and they're excited to work with you. You don't feel like you're inconveniencing them. And also, if you're near Fort Madison, Iowa, you can go there, and it's a one-stop shop. They do processing. They do their tannery there, everything. And they have the new G2 forms are looking killer, and they are running like a fine-oiled machine there at Old Barn. It's it's pretty impressive when you go in. You see um, just the amount of mounts they crank out at a super high-quality um, and they're just such good people. You, you just got to love them. Uh, the podcast also brought to you by Loophole Optics. Uh, the, the new rangefinder, the RX Full Draw. Check that out. We're rocking 10 by 42s. I'm still rocking 12 by 50s. Um, I'm a big fan of having good optics for whitetail hunting. Um, as Michael said when he was in here on the podcast, it prevents FOMO. You don't have to be like, ah, I'm missing out on the fun over there. You can look up and see what's going on. You can see a buck coming from a distance and decide if he's a shooter before he gets in your wheelhouse, and you might make a mistake like Doug did. Um, so check out Loophold. Um, love them. Everything they do is just top of the line. Um, also, trophy line. I killed my first buck out of a trophy line saddle. Um, not my first buck, my first saddle buck. And uh, I killed out the new Venatic. And... Man, I just love it. It was it was a good time. It was the first animal I shot out of it. Drawing back was a breeze. 
Um, it cleared up a lot of questions or doubts I may have had about saddle hunting, um, and I'm looking forward to making it more and more as I use it more and get more comfortable with it and have ideas on how I want it set up and where I'm looking to shoot and all that. Um, I have a feeling I'll be using it. I, I don't know if it'll be 50-50 to a, to a Novix hunt, you know, a hang on, you know, your standard hang on tree stands, but I think within time I could be um, like a 50-50 hunter when it comes to that. So um, we'll see, but I'm excited um, it does get me excited for that new things, but check out trophyline.com and use code WCB to save some coin there. But they have carabiners, all sorts of uh, just different linemen's ropes and everything you need on Trophyline. Their packs, the K's pack is what I've been running. Your platform can fit into it. Your sticks can fit into it. Fit everything. It's just designed for the mobile hunting. No matter what saddle platform or sticks or whatever you use, it'll work. So check that out on Trophy Line. More than a saddle company. really is. Um, code WCB. Save yourself some money there. And Spy Point Trail Cams. The Flex is available now. Um, and I have four Flexes running right now scattered across several different properties. But um, I'm loving them. Picture quality is great. Easy to set up over the air firmware update updates. I'm in the Insiders Club, um, so that app's great. You can favorite photos and request HD and filter it and keep everything organized. And uh, right now they are 109.99 on SpyPoint.com. So get on there, check that out. And Camofire, Camofire.com revolving deals. I just got on here right now. They have all sorts of hunting clothing and camo and these deals expire in nine and a half hours and then it'll recycle and there'll be new deals. Um, they have, uh, what, uh, game packs in here. Um, all sorts of goodies, some Merino. They have, I mean, they have all sorts of crazy stuff, even like, uh, HD pepper spray, non-lethal stuff. That looks sweet. Actually. There's a lot of cool stuff in here. I get caught up into looking and buy it. Belts, scopes, Water bladders, beanies, uh, towels, rifle cases, you name it. It's on there. Tents. Um, here's optics. There's tripods. There's sleeping pads. All this is on there right now. Um, multi uh, tools, knives, all that. And it just re- the deals recycle. So um, get on there. Like I always say, if you got a hunt coming up that you know you're going to have to get gear for in advance, like if you go and you're going to go mule deer hunting or elk hunting next fall, you get on Camel Fire and just stay on the ball on it, and then. You'd stay on it and then maybe save yourself some money. That might add up over time. So also, Novix Tree Stands. Uh, I'm trying to get through these guys uh, for you. Uh, Novix Tree Stands. Check them out at NovixOutdoors.com. Uh, whether you're going to rock the Echo or the Hilo, I like them both. I hunt out of both. I killed my doe the other week out of a uh, Echo, a little bigger platform, comfy. But the Hilo is too for its size. Um, they're both very portable, very mobile. And uh, I run the stick quiver with the regular sticks. I always call them the regular sticks, but it's basically the hunt ready system. If you get on um, and look at the hunt ready system, they have one in an Echo and a Hilo. It's just ready to rock. And that's what I run for my stands. They're easy to set up. And I think people overthink it too. It's like it's one strap per stick, and that's all it is. That's not hard. That's not, it doesn't have to be overcomplicated when you're doing a hanging bang or a running gun or whatever, whatever your term is. But yeah, check them out, Novix. Um, I think the code is used up, uh, but if it's not WCB twenty two, try that out. Um, there's two hundred or two hundred fifty uses on it, and I think it's about full. Uh, so check that out. Get on Novix. Um, also, Thermoseat. Um, if your Novix uh, seat craps out and you need a replacement, 
or you just want something thicker or warmer, um, Thermos Seat's got them. Code WCTS, Victory Arrows. Uh, been shooting those, the RIP TKOs, 480 grains is my setup right now, paired with the Slick Trick Broadhead. And then new to the family of WCB is Dialed Archery. So dialedarchery.com. It's, uh, in my opinion, the future of what archery sites are going to be for hunting and uh, whatever you really want to set them up. But we're rocking the Arxo site in a dovetail version. Um, and you can pick your colors, um, the body of the color, the dial of the color. You can rock inside sight tape or outside sight tape. There's double pins. You can choose your pin size. It's pretty much completely customizable. Um, they're, you know, based right here, American made, good people. Um, there's all sorts of goodies. Get on. I'm just I'm reading it as I'm talking about it, and there's so much you can do to customize uh, your site, and their merch is awesome. So um, check them out, dialedarchery.com. I'm hoping to have a promo code soon for, your, for you guys, and we have some stuff coming down the line that we're excited about them. Um, I love them. They're probably the best-looking bow site hand down, uh, hands down ever made. I'm rocking green, and I like it. Doug's got purple for the purple rain. Uh, but anyway, I rambled for long enough. Uh, thank you guys for supporting us and letting us do this. And uh, best of luck to you. The hunting is getting good. And that's why you might hear this intro or these ad read on a couple episodes because right now is when it matters. And every second we cannot be together due to the podcast. We're hunting or we're working. If we're not doing those, um, we're with the fam. You know how it is. So best of luck to you guys. Tag us in your photos. Um, if you got working class bow hunter gear, send those our way. Um, we need to do a better job at saving all that and uh, doing something cool with them. But either way, thanks, guys, for the support. I'm done rambling. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Alaska, you want to prove yourself to be a man, you should go to Alaska. It, it pits it. So what I like, to, you can't win against the mountain. You can't win against the weather. So you have to be able to put yourself in a mental state that this is what I've committed to do, and I'm going to finish it. So like this season, I had uh, Glenn Eberle out. We killed a really big doll sheep, and we killed two beautiful caribou. And he goes home. That was like 13 days of hunting, and now I'm done. Now I'm like, I have a phenomenal girlfriend. She's great. I'm starting the missile, but I still got like 35 days of hunting left. <laughs> 35. Just 35. And, and like this is like not like it's not like oh let's go back home. Like all I can do is text her through my uh, satellite device. Like yeah. no no phone calls, no nothing. So it's like you gotta like. You know what? You must have a huge winner, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I don't want to brag or anything. <laughs> but you, you got to, like, you got to, okay, <laughs> this is something that I've committed to other people to do. No matter how bad my emotions is telling me to go home right now and quit. Or your wiener. Bad, big time. That's the wrong head. Wrong head. Yeah, you think the wrong head there. That head might be big, old, but it's got. <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah. it. You got, yeah, you just got to finish it. I committed to this. I'm gonna do it because as soon as you start letting those like oh little, I call them sissy thoughts, bitch thoughts, you, as soon as you let them take over, then you're fine. And you're done. Yeah, you're fine. He's he's yeah. what he's preaching though. If you like, if, right. you, if you haven't done it, he's spot on. Because I literally, when I was starting to have those bitch thoughts, because I was, mm -hmm. and I was miserable, I was cold, I walked up on the top of the mountain, their sun was starting to come up, it was early in the morning, and I was just like, man up. Like, mm -hmm. I had to say, I had to physically say that to myself, I was like, the guy that you is dragging you around is like 25 years, 30 years older than you. Yeah. Man up. Yeah. And so I did, and then we made it through, and... 
you know, it all turned out fantastic. And then so I come home, I tell the story. I was like, yeah, like it will, Alaska will find out if you have a little bit of bitch in you. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how, like, uh, the high country Wyoming compares, but Wyoming's found a lot of bitch in me. Mm-hmm. Oh, I bet. You know, but I've. It's very rugged, yeah, like it's steep. country. You know, Wyoming's steep, man. My mm-hmm. mule deer hunt, there was a lot of bitch. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think any challenge you can put yourself through, you come out a stronger man if you stuck with it. Because we all got that little inner bitch voice. That's what we're everyone it. does. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Admit it. Yeah. Yep. So you just got to stack wins against that because everyone has it, and some guys go through their entire life letting that little bitch voice control them. Yeah. And some guys are like, "Fuck no!" Like I'm yeah. not. I'm not being that guy. Yeah. So each, it's kind of like building confidence. You just stack those little wins of like, you know what? I really want to go home and sleep, have a nice, nice little cup of coffee, and then you know do some. Funny yeah. business that night or whatever you want to call it. Funny business. Hanky yeah. pinky. Yeah. You yeah. 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 well, yeah. fucking. Yeah. <laughs> little slap and tickle. <laughs> a lot of tickle, a little slap. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it is like, but you know, you got to think too. It's like if you're in there for a 10 day hunt, a four, I mean, your situation's a little different. Like 30 days, yeah. 35, 50 40 days. days. 45 that's crazy. days. That's a haul, dude. Yeah. Like that's a haul. That's commitment. And, but, you know, I can't imagine. You have a lot of like you got to be strong mentally, right? Like, have you, you have, to be. have you ever just almost quit? Like, just said fuck it, I'm done. In my head, but never out loud. Yeah, so like when you were younger, starting, where you're just like, the same no. fucking word. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah, well, even like even now, like you you have those thoughts, and it, and that's like a, a classification. Your minds are gonna, your mind is gonna have thoughts this way and that way, but it's kind of like stoicism. It's your choice to decide on what you act about. Mm-hmm. So your emotions are going to be this over here. That's partly what your a bitch voice is. Here's your emotions. Well, now you can decide what, like, no, I'm not allowing that to dictate my actions. Yeah. That little, oh, I want to quit and go home right now, like that pops in your mind all the time. It's like, no, I'm not, not doing that. I'm not that guy. I'm going to stay strong. A, I got to motivate myself. And then B, I got to motivate this client to keep going. And that's, uh, I think... It's very important not to put your problems on other people. So you might be struggling. Like it's a it's a balance because you need to talk to people if you need help. But at the same time, don't put your problems on everybody else if if they have their own problems. Yeah. So, like, so if you have that in a bitch voice, that's like, oh, I want to quit on this hunt. Well, deal with it. Don't put it on your client. Yeah, oh, and that too. yeah. And I cannot imagine like if you being, if I was a client and my guide was yeah. like, hey, I want to go home. That's going to make my hunt even worse because he's yeah. not no, confident. You, if your guy in Alaska says, I'm quitting, I'm going home, you are panicking. Fuck your hunt. Oh, exactly. yeah. At that point, yeah. you're going, oh, my God, what am I going to do? Wait, quit. Like, it is not wait, about the hunt. Wait, you can quit? Yeah. I don't know. You can, I want to quit. I don't know. You can quit. Like, like, where does the helicopter <laughs> land? Yeah. Oh, no, you can't do that. we got to hike out 50 miles. Yeah. And my guy just quit. What am I going to do? Well, have, have you ever uh, had a client almost quit on you? Yeah. So you just got to, that's what's fun about this job is you got to almost be a shrink at times because you got to figure out what this person's motivation style. Do you need to get on his case and like cuss him out? Like, hey, dude, quit being a fucking bitch and get your ass up and pick up your gun. But some guys, if you do that to it, then they're going to break down and it's going to ruin the hunt. And now all of a sudden you want to throw hands. Well, now you need to be like, hey, man, I know it's tough. My knees are hurting too, but we can fucking do this. Mm. You know what I mean? Quitting's not an option. Whenever you ever quit in your life, you you've built a, a successful business. You can't quit. Let's keep going. Let's do this. So then you got to figure out 
But then the, the other guy, if you do that to them, he's he's not going to even respond, and then you're going to have to cuss him out. So it's like you got to figure out what personality type they are super quick, and then that's how you need to respond to them. Because when you go through life, it's not it's important not to go through life on how you want to go through life. It's important to be able to step into different shoes and be who you need to be on each situation. Oh, yeah. so For sure. So you're doing way more in guiding. All right, let me ask you this. Out of the room, who would you cuss out, and who would you... Uh... Out, out of the room. Ooh, good one. Yeah, good one. I think you would be like, you would want tough motivation. For sure. At you. You, 100%. You, you wouldn't want a little cheerleader voice. Bitch you me out, let's between. go. Bitch me out, let's go. Yep. Quit being a fucking pussy, let's do this. Yep. You're in between, in my opinion. Like, if I was overly, like, a dick, then you'd be like, this dude's a dick. Oh. Like, no, but it's not saying he's a sissy. It's yeah, just saying yeah. that's his, like, that's what he's, I'm the but, same but way. But Eric might be like, dude, fuck you, you're a dick, and not listen to anything you say. Yeah, otherwise. Be like, yeah, yeah, yeah I can see Eric yeah. doing that. So I guess, Caleb would be like, yeah, you're definitely in the chip. Yeah. I'm yeah. the type of guy, if you tell me I can't do it. I'll find a way to fucking do it. See, just, what'd you say? Now he's saying that though. Hold on, I'm I'm enjoying this. This is fun. perfect. Let right. me preference this: is like I'm somebody. If you start like being a dick, I'm gonna double leg you and let's fight. So I'm I'm all like, yeah. So it's like I'm not. I don't respond well to someone cussing me out. It's like, hey, yeah. dude, this is what we got to do. No problem. Let's fucking do it. If you start cussing, depends at me, on the cuss vibe. Yeah, right? yeah. If he's yeah. Yeah. Right, right, right. True, true, true. Then you're fighting. If he's but homie, big brother, motivating you, then it's like, you know what, motherfucker, you're a dick, but you're right. Mm-hmm. Let's okay, go. Right. You know, there's a difference. Yeah, for sure. And I think the respect difference, like my buddy Dakota, me and him got in some fights. He's like, dude, you're being a fucking dickhead. He'd be like, fuck, you're right. Yeah. Being a All dickhead. Right. My bad. You're right. Let's move on. Right. There's a difference, right? I think that's what mm-hmm. you're getting at a little bit. Yeah. And I think everyone's a little bit of like a both. Because each situation, yeah. each moment, their personality might be in that different situation. Like yeah. you, you just like him. You more like, hey, come on, fucking dude, could be in a, could be in a pushy. Well, Reed and Doug, since I haven't spent any time with him, I would say he's more on like I would need to be more positive instead of more like, hey, quit. Like Don't same be way, bitch, yeah, man. same way I would be. Yeah. Like if we and you were hunting, and I was being like, like getting down on myself. If Doug started cussing me out, it'd be like, dude, let's fight right now. Well, like if he was like, hey, let's, let's do this, I'm like. Okay, fuck yeah, Doug. Let's go. But like, hey, turn that frown upside down. Exactly. See? <laughs> so See, that, let's go kill be, some shit. Me and Doug would be hilarious. On let's the go dog. kill some shit. Yeah. <laughs> so now, now that Caleb just assess our inner bitchness, go in roundtable circle. Right, chase. Right. Is he right? Yeah, he's dead on. Like when he said, "Like I could tell I have to push you hard because that's what motivates you." Like it goes back to my old man. You know, when I was a kid, like whether I was playing baseball or starting in business young. You know, he was just like, yeah, you're going to get slapped around. You're going to get kicked in the dick. Get up. Yeah, you're going to get fucked and you're going to come back from it. Come back. Come back stronger. And I'm not listening to your freaking complaints because nobody else wants to hear your complaints. Neither do I. Get up. Let's go. And so, yeah, you nailed it. Like, spot on. Mm -hmm. 100%. Yeah. I'm in between. Totally. I'd say pretty damn close. I'd say 90%. I'd say 10%. I would like a little bit of like, dude, you got to pick your shit up. You can do this. And maybe that's what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But don't be a bitch also. Right. You know? So, um, like, I, yeah, pretty I spot on. in between, like, either way you do it, it's going to motivate me to get off my ass and do yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Unless um, you're just being fucking an asshole. A straight fucking yeah. dick face. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to tell you how it is. Yeah. But for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like if you cuss me out, like later in the time, like so, you didn't, you didn't mean that, did you? <laughs> <laughs> cool. Can we cuddle now? Yeah. So hey, it's funny hey, story, hey, like him telling that. Um, 
It's so weird because I didn't realize it until you just said that. When we were in Alaska, um, so we had three guides. I would say like tr- true three gu- three guides, and there was three hunters. And towards the – about halfway through, two guides took one guy and went to another side of a mountain because he was that super sensitive, soft. He was always bitching. He was crying about the mountain and blah, 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 blah. I'm sure that my other buddy and I, like, we were probably a lot more quiet about it, but maybe our mm-hmm. guide read our faces – so Rick took him and I by ourselves, and we just hoofed everything. And that the other two guides took one guy and got him out of there. Like I almost wonder if it like they picked up on the vibe, and they were like, "Okay, these two want to kill. They want to kill, and we're gonna have to push them to kill. We need to get bitch face out." Mm-hmm. Oh, Maybe it's right, taking a toll on you guys. Like almost take him to an easier area. All I heard, dude, the whole time's like when we were all together the SCI stories and I got this gold and I got this. I don't know much about SCI, but I got this award, this award. And I'm thinking, why are you such a bitch on the mountain then? Mm. Like it's day two. Yeah. Right. Now, granted, like I said, I was a bitch on day eight. <laughs> like if having my ass kicked, this yeah. dude is a bitch on day he two. Says that, he says that on day 30. But also, <laughs> right. but, but the, you know, we have to give some credit here, Chase, not to that guy, but to you is like, we're, we're in the flattest fucking shit. We You're right. Oh, like, my God. So to, to hustle out day eight in a, a completely foreign land and right. com- away from your family. Yes, it's only eight days. I get it. For the dudes that are trying to be over-masculine, yes. But, you know, you're... You're in a different spot. You're away from your family. You're with people you don't know. You're in dangerous situations. Dangerous. You you add the equation of it for a guy from the lower eastern lower forty eight. That's a lot. You know, like you see, you got money on the line. You got emotion on the line. You're away from your family. Your wife may or may not be pissy. You did it, and and then you know. So, and I'd like to add that there's one hour of darkness. Like that's a whole new element that Mm -hmm. people don't even really grasp. So you're staying up more just out of natural. Like you come from the Midwest where it's like, oh shit, it's, I mean, it's, yeah. oh shit, it's nine o'clock. I better go to bed, right? It's dark. Unless you're Doug. When you're there, yeah, you're you laying in, in your tent, but it's still light out. So on Glenn's hunt, the fourth sheep hunt we did, 24 hours daylight. You could wow. hunt. You were no darkness. It never None. gets dark. Zero. Yeah. Zero. You could hunt. We, when we were there, it was only one hour darkness. Nonstop. We, we were hunting at three o'clock in the morning because the sun was up. Like, Are you up? kidding me? Yeah. So, so, but do you, it's insane. do you like have to look insane. at your like watch or your phone and be like, hey, what time is it? Well, not so like does that you fuck never you really up? look no, at it though so, out there? So two you starts getting, yeah, uh, two starts getting dark because you got, you do have to pay attention to when like darkness sets in when that comes in the beginning. It you just going off feeling when it's time to sleep, it's time to sleep. When it's time to eat, it's time to eat. When it's time to kill some shit, it's time to kill some shit. So you're just kind of going off of how you feel. If you like dog ass tired and it's two o'clock in the afternoon, Sleep. guess what? It's bedtime. So, mm. so you so just kind of go you're off. Just reading your body because so you might you. if it's two in the afternoon, you might sleep for four hours if you're that tired, and then wake up, and then you're just going to stay up because it never gets dark. Yeah, you just hunt off of like what you feel like in that moment. What's how it's the craziest shit. How's it? What's that you've ever stretch like of? How weird is that? Like, is it Barry. 24 hours a day? It's light for, like, 10 days for a month? Or what is it up there? I couldn't give you the exact date. So uh, sometime in the spring is it when it's, it starts to shift the other way. And then it shifts the other way. And then I think it's... The other way isn't, like, more dark than light? More light. Yeah. And then sometime in June or July is the longest day of the year, period. The, the highest the sun goes and stays up. And then it starts going down. 
Yeah. And then some, like, I want to say, like, this year for me, it was, like, August 16th. You started to get a little bit more darkness where the shade started to go down. Right. And then it continued, and then you're losing, like, 20 to 30 minutes a day. Yeah. on uh, So you'd split that up on, so 15 minutes here, 15 minutes here. And these are not exact numbers, so if someone goes right. and back check me, don't like And it could be different yeah. every year. You're just yeah. out there living, dude. You're not And lying. it all depends on where you're at from the Arctic Circle and the North Pole and... Exactly. I mean, it's the same yeah. thing that happens here. I mean, you get you have your shortest days, your longest days. Except back to your on an extreme. Except level. you're on top right, of right. the earth. Yeah, you. Have yeah. To, but I mean, still, it's. I mean, like the daylight thing he's talking about. It happens here too. Yeah, 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 for sure. But just more <laughs> a top of the earth extreme. Right. Yeah. right. So it's like to think about just you're just living. So just imagine, like me, I'm based, so based off of like when I get up, it's daylight to lunchtime to dinner to oh, it's dark. Kids gotta go to bed. This. And like I don't really, you're on a schedule. Yeah, Yeah. you're on a schedule up there. Like it kind of be nice to just be living. Mm -hmm. Like that's how my I want to live. My wife is the only thing that keeps me on any kind of structure. We walked out of the bar in Anchorage at 4 a.m. and it was daylight. That's awesome, dude. It was amazing, dude. It's time for Bloody Marys. It was. (laughs) I'm not gonna lie. Does the bar stay open 24 seven? Yeah, does the bar stay open, dude? That's why people in Anchorage are alcoholics. Isn't that like a statistic? But but the scary part is it's high. And the but the scary part is is the darkness. Mm-hmm. Like when it switches gears, suicide rate. I bet you suicide's is crazy. January and February suicide season is the yeah. nickname. Yeah, suicide season. Season. Jeez. It's bad. It's bad. It's it's actually like I don't want to bring the somber down, but as fun as it sounds, like the light, it's as equally as the opposite. It's very bad. Like we got an education on that mm-hmm. from taxi cab drivers and people that we hung mm. out with the bar. I want to experience. And it was it sad. Just to feel it though. It was like, just to feel it. Oh, I want to experience yeah. both of them, like the darkness and. The I want both. I want to yeah. feel it. Fun fact: Before we go, I'll just, just hate the lightness. What's, the, what's that Batman theme like? Uh, in Dark Knight Rises. I don't know. I don't watch I don't movies, so I'm out of that. Oh, but, I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that like meme or whatever they said. Sam, my wife you were and born I, in the darkness. Yeah, I was born in there or something. Yeah, yeah. You grew up. Uh, Sam and I, so when I got out of high school, I went to taxidermy school, um, just like a game head course. And my whole, like our whole conversation, I'm not kidding for, like it was pretty serious. Like I'm not just saying like we just toyed around the idea. Like we were researching apartments and shit and taxidermy shops I could apply to. We uh, This was like 2000. 11 time frame. I was looking in Anchorage. We were looking at getting an apartment and me finding a text from me shop to let me come in as an apprentice. And we were going to move to Anchorage. Wow. We probably Whoa. about, we researched it really heavy for about eight months and it was real. Like almost. imagine how that would have changed your trajectory in your life. I would never met you. I'd be a big, I'd be a big game taxidermist okay. in Anchorage. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'd it's still be in the in- industry technically, but like, it, like I'm not saying that we kind of just like, like we were fucking for real about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that was, and then we were kind of like, we don't want to be away from our family. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we thought about that too after researching and shit. But, but I do remember a little bit, like some of the gang activity in Anchorage. I like kind of came up in our research and, um, I don't, I don't remember coming across suicide season mm-hmm. as a term, but I remember like the suicide rate it was, that, it was high. Yeah. Not the rate, but the, uh, the amount of darkness mm-hmm. played a part in depression. Oh yeah, you so, need that vitamin E. Or, is vitamin E from D, the sun? C, D, 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 vitamin D from the sun. Yeah, like you need that. D. Don't ask us. D, C. <laughs> let's see. C is orange juice. Um, uh, D is that? Yes, yes. Vitamin D. <laughs> what does bush light have in it? So could you read the can? It's got something in there. Right? What does that have in it? Vitamin. Don't be a bitch. Yeah, right. <laughs> vitamin. Feel good. Hey, there's probably some vitamins in that. Hey, listen, bush light. light's probably better than any soda. 
So uh, is Natty Light. Natural Light's good. Yeah, I don't think there's got a lot of sugar in it. There's like two carbs in it, isn't there? Jeez, you can't read it on the camel cans. <laughs> they hide it. <laughs> I can't even see my can. What a Midwestern tradition. What camo are they rocking on here? Birch trees. It's bush light camo. They made their own because this bush light carbon yeah, on that tree. Dude, fuck you, bush light, for not sponsoring us. That's all I got to say. For real. Yeah. Did you reach out to them? Um, we have. They'd rather sponsor Instagram chicks that don't actually drink their beer. Ooh. Uh, hey, it has three, three point two. That's true. You know, that's true. Oh, God. We're going to get into that, actually. And then but the I will podcast. have to say, Caleb, here's one of the cool parts about whitetail hunting. As I got to read this, so I just got this text. 3.2 okay. grams of protein in it. Here's the fun part about whitetail hunting. As you guys all know, like the, the primo rut, right? So when you get a good group of buddies, and you just can't do this in Alaska. So here's a super pro... Like whitetail, whitetail, like this is what we have going for us in the Midwest. So my buddy Jeremy DeBoof, um, you guys have met him and Rick Papelka, I think, before uh, uh, when we podcasted at my office. Yes, sure. they stopped yes, by yes. before Trader Days, yeah. and mm-hmm. um, Steve O made an idiot of himself. Whole Fun fact about Steve O, remind me later. <laughs> okay, hey Chase, we're taking Friday, November 11th off, and Monday and Tuesday the following week, which would be the 14th and 15th or whatever. Come down, bow hunt our property with us, set aside your schedule, come drink beer, have camp with us, bring your bow and something to drink. Like, that's the epic part about whitetail hunting. Culture. It's culture, it's camaraderie, and we can just up in a whim, go do that. And you get texts from your buddies like that. Yeah. That is the one thing that it's like, if I said, oh, I was just going to go out west, or do, you, that's the tough part is you can't just do that anytime. Yeah. Land ground tags all that shit's so hard to accomplish so dude and that's i think why whitetail is so popular is it's, yeah it's convenience and commodity mm-hmm. well that's the thing like growing up with me it was whitetail camp like right. a lot of them guys did they like killing deer yeah yeah but they more like to drink beer and play cards at the end of the night right. but you know what you know what though adds to it though you have to have a full day of hunting to come back and appreciate to the oh, cards, yeah, yeah. to yeah. the beer, oh, to yeah. the food, like the bonfire. You, you don't everything. not go hunting and just lay around and be like, well, this is just like any other time of year. You guys just want to play cards and drink beer. Yeah. And then you do it for five minutes. And you're like, I'm bored. Right. Yeah. You have to have a full day of hunting. That's something to look forward to. You can't have, right. you know what I mean? I, I think you got to have both, right? Like oh, yeah, for sure. the guys that like, Camp more than hunting, they still go hunting. Oh, yeah, hundred percent. But that, I think that adds to it. It's like the and I think all the day, be- you know, the best camps have both your hardcore deer hunters. Yep, and then like I think the time in my life or age or whatever, I've gotten to the point now where I've, I'll be honest with you, I love sitting behind a blackstone more than I like necessarily sitting in an all day hunt. So I'll go hunt for a few hours in the morning, a few hours at night. I've gotten to that point where I like to be the guy that's cooking breakfast and yeah. supper. Yeah, every, and every camp has that guy. Yes, dude. My I, dad was the the camp cook. Like anytime we were out west with the Buckstrom boy, he, like yeah. we had antelope camp. Yeah. You know, like we weren't necessarily we hunted all day hard, but right. You know, it, that'd be or like you know like grilling steaks or just cook like watching other people enjoy the food that he cooked, like stuff like that. But I mean, there was a guy I grew up with hunting and, and whitetail camp, killed some big bucks. I told the story on the Stevie Mo Deercast podcast. Um, kind of briefly, really good dude, and, and a guy that had a lot of money. He'd go through deer season kicks off. He'd shoot whatever deer came in first. Didn't matter what the fuck, big buck, small buck. After he killed a few big ones, mm-hmm. he just said, "I just want to kill whatever buck." His enjoyment was kill the deer, bring it back to camp. We called it the lab. 
there was an old soil test lab for this uh, company that owned this property we hunted. And he would smoke cigarettes because his wife wasn't around, so he could smoke. So he could get away with it. <laughs> so he'd smoke cigarettes, and he would hang the deer. We had an old, um, like an antenna tower, mm-hmm. the triangle. Oh, yeah. Yep. So we had a deer hoist up on the antenna tower outside of the building. He would cut it up there, take a quarter in, lay down his butcher paper, you know, and he'd smoke cigarettes in there and butcher it up. And then I think he'd smoke weed in there, too. That was like his thing. His wife wasn't around. So he'd hit the chief and and then do his thing and just ha- enjoy life yeah. and, and butcher up his own deer. And then he'd hang out. And then, oh, I got another doe tag. And he'd go. But that's what he enjoyed. Yeah. You know, he didn't care what deer he shot. He just mm-hmm. wanted the camaraderie. But he, this guy was in camp with you guys. Yeah. One of my. Um, Solid. He's not one of my big buck hunting idols, but one of my deer hunting idols. Like one of the guys, like mentor, I love that. mentors. I love that. And and just enjoying life. So yeah, yeah. but the, but I always just remember him. Great dude's name was Roger. He drank a uh, Maker's Mark. I always remember his Maker. I'm 16 drinking Maker's Mark with these right. boys. Yeah. You know, like you know, and they just thought it was cool. It's like me and Kurt's in here drinking Maker's Mark. Well, that's awesome. But make, cool glass story. of Maker's Mark, cigarette. Yep. Cutting up deer. Yep. That's like he just enjoyed the. You camp. never went hungry the whole the whole camp. You oh, never dude, went we had a guy that came in from New England that he'd ship in scallops Oof. and he's cooking scallops in yeah. like a fucking turkey pot. You yeah. know, like that's cool about the old camps because you always have every different personality. Like we had an old guy that yeah. he told his wife he was going to be hunting all day, yeah. but he was like the camp guy. He stuck around, stoked the fire, you know, make sure the food was ready, did all yeah. this stuff, and by the end of the day, you know, we'd have a couple. We had like a deer hanging pole there set up. He go over there, stick his hands in there, and wipe some blood on his face, and go home. You know, because <laughs> he was like doing something. You know, yeah. it, was, it was just funnier and shit. But that was the, that's what he did, and that's what he loved to do. And I feel like I don't know. I hope deer camps aren't dying, but, but I'm sure you guys have similar type yeah. stuff in Alaska. Yeah, we, right? we still have people coming together, but this the the act of hunting is more spread out. So like yeah. you have a, what's called base camp, and in base camp you have all your people hanging out. Weather will come, and you'll be stuck there with a bunch of guys. For, to the weather breaks, you don't know how long that's going to be. Once the weather breaks, then you spread out from there. Because Alaska is huge. It's got a lot of game. But since it's so huge, the game spread out. So mm-hmm. it's like if you have so many guys in this small area, you know everyone's not going to get a big animal. Yeah, You spread yeah. them way out, then everyone's got a chance to get a big animal. For mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, so it's just different. Different terrain creates different camp environments. But You know what I think? Uh, that's when the, you talk about deer camp. Mm-hmm. I think take the word deer out of it. Let's just say hunt camp. Hunt camp is the true equalizer because at that point, it doesn't matter what people have seen you do on TV or what you've done on YouTube or how big your social media following is, right? Whether you're hunting grizzlies Mm -hmm. or or doll sheep on the side of a mountain or whether you're in camp with, would you say his name is Roger? Yeah. Smoking cigarettes and, and cutting up deer meat. Camp with a bunch of other people is that one place that either the bitch voice comes out or you're a crybaby or you're a prima donna that you can't hide it right there's no editing there's no transitions there's no cutaways hunt camp is a true equalizer i'm gonna have mm-hmm. to disagree with you from alaska standpoint i like it, this because this, this is good okay I let's like go this. come on because you have a Here lot of tough guys love. Tough love. i love it they were a total wuss on the mountain they Get the animal because you had to like drag, carry the pack, carry the gun, and like baby the shit out of them. They get the animal, they get back to camp, 
And oh my goodness, yeah. But hold on, now you're agreeing with me though, because when I say it's the great equalizer, uh-huh. is because they might do that, but everybody saw them be the bitch. No, especially but, you saw them. Yeah, so, so you saw on, them. on the hunt, but when they get back to camp, then because you can. Oh, you're saying because there's other people in camp that weren't out on the mountain with them. Yeah, you can go out and be whatever. And you, you have to be, be. quiet the, about it. Well, the, I don't have to be, but it's just like, <laughs> are you the guy that carries the pack for the girl before she takes the photos, and then she gets back to camp, throws the rack on the back? And gets her photo taken? Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, how much more time do we have, Kurt? Because we can get into a hey, whole bunch uh, of stuff. You know what? Turns out, let me check. Eric, uh, you got paperwork on you? Can I see your paperwork real quick? <laughs> oh, we own this bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> we got we, the time. Shut her down. I love it. Uh, we have as much time as we need, actually. But it's, it's crazy, the story you just told, how that's coming out on social media now. Like, all yeah. these guides... Are ratting it out like yeah. it's almost a they're trend. Of it, yeah. They're talking. Yeah. They're tired of it, and they're just like, "This person sold out. This yeah. person sold out. This person sold out." It's and like every time I open IG up, I'm like, "Holy shit!" It's but you know like what's funny? Rampant. You know what's funny about it? I'll be honest. Like when I hunt with Trey, Trey's our great friend. Yeah. Like we've in a few short years, we've Trey's one of our best buddies. Like right. and, and he runs the Wyoming camp, and and Trey is a true. Just Wyoming cowboy. You don't get any more yep. pure cowboy than Trey. A real deal, real deal. He's just the best, dude. He's yep. a whole great human. I love the guy. I love the guy. I'd do anything for him. We'll go hunting, and I'll feel like a complete fucking pussy. But I'm comparing myself to him. Right. right. You know, he grew up Western, all this shit, and then we'll get back to camp, like an elk camp. He grew up in the mountains. He grew up in yeah, he, yeah. That's his terrain. Uh-huh. Like, we go there, we're winded automatically. That's his, right, back, right. That's his backyard. That's, yeah, yeah, that's what I got to So, like, I've carried a lot of full-grown men's packs, women's packs, whatever it needs to be. But in my mind, as a guide, that is my job is to make this hunt successful. Now, am I going to carry a capable-bodied guy that can physically do it, but he's just totally wussing out? Then no. But there's someone that's pushing themselves to the limit, and then they've hit that breaking point. Fuck, throw your pack on my pack. I can carry it extra 50 Yeah, pounds. it's you different, know? right? Yeah. It's different a little bit. Yeah, yeah. The, you know the guy's limit. The respect yeah. Like, limit. you're pushing that limit yeah. the whole time you're with him, so that's a little different. It boils yeah. down to respect a little bit. Yeah. Like, if the dude's like, dude, I'm trying as hard as I can, I'm busting my... And you know he's not quitting, but he's like... And you're like, dude, let me just grab your pack. The, if the yeah. dude's 70 years old, and he's still out there giving it his all, you're like, I'm happy to carry your pack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unless you're Rick Cherry and you're carrying your own pack, that guy's pack, and probably me on his back. <laughs> right. <laughs> get on, Chase. Yeah, that's you know? Rick Cherry. But mm-hmm. but like, what so I, like I get on, it. Like, on my elk hunt, yeah. what I want to get too quick is like I feel like I'm being such a pussy, right? You know, and I'm like I'm I'm still getting after it on my elk hunt for a dude that's like I'm 20 pounds overweight. I'm getting after it. You know, I should probably drink less beer before these hunts, right. <laughs> whatever. But I get back there and Trey's like. Dude, you did really good. It, right. And I'm like, I did because I felt like a bitch all the time. <laughs> no, I'm impressed. Like, you did pretty good. I'm like, oh, right. win's a win, hey. bitch. Give me a beer. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a beer. You know? But by the way, if he ever tries to go beer to beer with you, he will lose. Oh, dude, I'll beat you his got ass. Him. I'll beat oh, his yeah. ass. Hey, I'm drinking beer and a whiskey. Let's What's go. Up, bitch? You right. don't drink at all, actually. <laughs> yeah. But, but you definitely know, win that. Our buddy Devin, which you got to meet Devin, dude. I can't, you got to meet Devin. He'll be here in like three weeks. Um, the dude is the same way, though. Like, he's a Utah. He's one of the – I would put him – he might be currently, right now, currently, I bet you this is pretty fair to say, the most ma- notorious giant mule deer killer in Utah right now. Uh, I would put Kip Fowler ahead of him. He's got more Pope and Young Bucks in Utah than anybody. Okay, period. maybe, but I'm we talking – We need to meet that guy, too, though. I'm ta- yeah, we need to meet him. But I bet you they know each other. 
Probably, yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. I, think, I think Devin has the biggest buck. Now, I might be wrong. I think he has the biggest buck ever killed in the Wasatch front. Maybe the top three. He's got a lot. He's mm-hmm. big, so big, giant killer. Like, if it's not a certain level, he's like, I just I go hunt my buddy. Well, and just the personality in that guy, everyone freaking Dude. knows him. Dude, the guy is fucking giant. He kills. His personality is as big as the bucks he kills. Yes. Is he an um, animal? Like he just goes and goes. Dude, and goes? you oh. would chase. You would. You guys would both especially fall in love with this motherfucker. Let me. Um, Let's go. When's he coming? Call him. Um, he'll be this. here the first week of. Can November. you Facetime? Pull him up on the computer. I'm gonna show a TikTok of Devin. Oh, here we go. Um, you had to. I'm like, John, why didn't you knock those off? <laughs> so, so now I'm cussing John, right? I'm like, dude, you fucked my opportunity. <laughs> so, dude, so now, now he's right under me. And I'm thinking, I've already gone through hell on my last book. Episode 480. Yeah, yeah. The mule deer. The mule deer. I ain't losing another one, dude. I'm like, I can't take this shot. So he goes right under my tree stand, dude. That's like, that's directly right below you, right? Yeah. Maybe like a yard away from your tree stand. <laughs> yeah, a yard, yeah. And he's a, he's a 10-pointer, dude. He's a 5x5 five five with eye guards. <laughs> <laughs> he's a 4x4 four four with eye guards. He's looking real good at one yard away. Yeah, dude. I was pumped. <laughs> so that's him telling the story of his yeah. first whitetail. And that's the dude awesome. is just, he's that way all, all the, the time. time. Like... Sun up to sundown. That's how he just is. Just energetic. Like, yep. he, him and I have like this good luck pack. When we're together, shit dies. And we were together on my elk hunt in Wyoming. And it was just like almost happened, didn't happen, almost happened. So it's the first time we've been together hunting when something hasn't died. So I told him we got to, we got to, he comes in for whitetail that we're going to make it up and nice. kill one. But you got to kill two. The dudes are on the ground. That'd be, that'd be, sweet. Yeah, yeah, you can do it. Set him up on the ground. Where he's comfortable. I'm letting these guys hunt my personal farm, and it's not that big to be pressuring deer for no reason. Yeah. Oh, it's a you like that get up there and hide out. I got 40 acres, man. I don't have 200. I don't have Chase Rawson money. <laughs> oh, shit. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. But if you want to go grizzly hunt, maybe Caleb can make you a deal, and I can hunt your farm for Perfect. three years. Perfect. Let's do it. But Let's I, do but it. I, I'm, an I, or I'm an Illinois resident, so I gotta you got to work something out with an Illinois property. I'll just come there. Yeah, you're Iowa. That's right. You're the only Iowa because you're no, Illinois too. No, right? he's oh, Iowa. you're Iowa too. That's right. You're on the Bro. side. That's what. That's when people are like. I never get over this way. Like this is this is the. It's problem. a different world over here. I get Illinois, Iowa. Iowa is a better state. I get that. But Illinois, it was if Illinois. Cameron's over here. He's our uh, our intern. We're gonna call, start calling you our intern. Are you ready for this? <laughs> Cameron Dowd's our intern. Um, Cameron, you can. We need to get you a headset so you can just feel the podcast. But we'll get you on. Cameron, um, pull that up. I so tra- I was just trying it out. <laughs> That sounds nice. Hey, hey Jamie, pull that up. Hey, Cameron, pull that up. C D C down. We gotta. You gotta get. We're you gonna. Got, you got a nickname. We're gonna create alias, a nickname. Alias C Dowd sounds pretty sick. We'll figure that out. Anyways, Anyways. Um, Illinois would stomp out Iowa if we had the same structure. Deer, same uh, structure, and we would. Iowa. And you guys know that, and that's like oh, 100%. fair. But no, I don't agree. <laughs> yeah, you're being a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Illinois is where it's at, dude. We kill non-residents, kill a buck, and we get to kill two bucks, and we're still fucking. We still have the record. It's so stupid. 
But can you imagine? Yeah, but it's real stupid why Illinois people don't move to Iowa because they can hunt Iowa every year. And yeah. Yeah. Listen, yeah, yeah, I yeah. get that. I get that. If I didn't love where I lived, right. I would. But I'll tell you this. You guys tag out in Iowa. I have a farm. I missed the part. Why don't you have a headset? We haven't set it up. This is his he, first he's day. Kinda like, this, this is his first, first day. His first oh, day. it's his first day. He, he kind of reminds me like he could be like the Chanel West Coast ish uh, of like where some fantasy factory like behind the camera vibe right like he could just like every once in a while like hey, so we need to wall mount <laughs> we need to wall <laughs> mount him a mic wasn't that her name Chanel West Coast yeah yeah, yeah hey we could wall mount him a mic right and a laptop you just have to giggle once in a while dude you know what I got just a put la- a sliding window <laughs> so he sits on the other side dude of the I have a laptop we could just HDMI from the monitor right there to your laptop we'll ma- wall mount you a mic dude we might be on to something new here. Is that jerky in the background, by the way? See, Dowd, are you ready for this? I think that's tortillas. Tortillas, okay. Oh, yeah. You might be in as Love a, a good tortilla extra here. Tortilla, peanut butter, jelly. Dude, oh. that, that mount to your left, we could wall mount that it's with just a mic on cheese. it. I haven't done that. Yeah. I put tortilla cheese and sardines might be a, on That it. might be a good sardines. Yeah. Yeah. Cool thing to do. Are you a sardines Can we call guy? Them I'm on, that. on the mountain, I am. See when I'm back home, okay. no. But on the mountain, it's like... CD. Pack everything you can in that burrito. Oh, I'm sardines all year long, baby. Oh, yeah? Yes. I'm part time sardine. Disgusting. Oh. I've never had a sardine. I haven't either. You haven't ever? No. You've I will never say, had a sardine? No, I will say, though, because like, we're humans. when I came off, we killed towards the end of the hunt in Alaska. It was by far the best steak I've ever had in my life. That first piece of red meat, and I will never eat another MRE in my life. Uh, well, uh, yeah. Yeah. Do you have free dried or MRE? We had both. We had okay. uh, the military version. There was a lot of brown bags that you just guessed because the shit was worn off the side. <laughs> So you didn't know what you're really getting. Rice or steak, I don't know. And then we also had the Mountain House, which I'm sorry. They make you poop or they don't? Mountain House, you suck. Like, (laughs) they just do. Like, it's so full of sodium, you feel like an ass afterwards. Mm -hmm. Wait till you eat that 50 days straight. Oof. Nope. Your stomach is. I probably, like, just screwed myself of ever having a future client of Mountain House, but no, I don't want them because they suck. (laughs) Like, they're so unhealthy. So you probably come home and eat McDonald's and just shit your brains out, don't you? Oh, I don't eat McDonald's, but when I get back and eat, like, a good steak, yeah. like, it's like, oh, this is real food. Or when you kill a big animal, eat that animal. Where are we at? Here's the problem is McDonald's is not McDonald's. any different than Mountain House. Oh, it's terrible. It's Remember? all sodium. It's just full of nasty South shit. Africa? Cut out the crap, yeah. and you'd be surprised uh, how much better you feel. You don't yeah. you don't realize how bad yeah, you feel I mean. until you get rid of that shit. So I went from, like I said, I dropped 30 pounds to go to Alaska, so I was eating super healthy, um, not a lot of carbs, um, just watching every calorie that I ate to make sure it was the right calorie. Mm-hmm. And then you get you there, and they hand you a mountain house. So that first one, you're just like, <laughs> you feel like ass. And I'm like, well, what else do we have? Have you tried Peak? I've never had those, no. So Peak, it's better than Mountain House. Okay. It's, uh, it, it's, it's better than Mountain House. It's not like real food. Like right. You can't... You can't beat real food, but right. for eating something that's freeze dried out of the bag, it's pretty damn good. Yeah, I, I think it I was did. South Africa. Me and Eric and his wife on the way home. Oh, it was. Yeah, we stopped and got McDonald's. And I remember the first bite. I was like, "God bless America." Anyone says McDonald's is shit. It was so oh. good. Yeah, it's designed to be delicious. Of yeah. course, it's good. Although I will say, did you guys drink beer in South Africa? Like yeah. South African beer, Castle yeah. Light, fantastic beer. Yeah. Dude, oh, it was great. So um, loved it. I guess we I haven't talked about the... this yet. We we were doing. Maybe we have to. Maybe we have it. Maybe I'm making a fucking big announcement here. I don't know. We're doing um, a South African hunting clinic. 
with Old Barn and Pringle Safaris, January 7th, I believe. Uh, it's yep. the weekend before ATA show. Nice. And we're going to do it with Old Barn Taxidermy in Fort Madison, Iowa. We're going to have more information out on it. But if you guys want to go to Africa, uh, Pringle Safaris is putting together three different packages priced specifically for working class bow hunter listeners. So it's going to be affordable. When you get there, if there's an animal you want to shoot, it's a la carte. You can add to it. But what we're going to do... Um, Working class bow hunter, Old Barn Taxidermy, Pringle Safaris is hosting a. So you want to go to Africa Clinic. Um, you show up. There's going to be beer, food. Um, you learn everything you need from booking, shipping, taxidermy, shipping, taxidermy, lodging, all that stuff, A to Z. So keep that on your radar. We'll have more info on that soon. So that's that's the first time we mentioned it. It nice. is. It feels it after I did done. So that's coming. We're doing a clinic so you can go and feel comfortable about it. And they show pictures and everything. So you're in the known. So yeah. much of is unknown when you book in Africa. Oh, yeah. I don't know what everything's going to be like. We didn't know shit. But we got your bat. We've been. We want you to go too. Ask, it's that good. Ask questions if you come. Yeah, yeah. we'll answer them. Don't, and if yeah, not, don't be afraid to ask. Him. If we don't know them, Stewart will be there. They're so good. Like stuff? people that do it, they're so good about. Oh yeah, making Dude, it comfortable. Chase, go yes, back and forth. Yes, we got to set you up with our guy. Yeah, you too, Caleb. You ever want to go, dude? Stuart Pringle is the fucking man. He is the man. Pringle Safaris. Yeah. It's uh, I like his name. He's that's awesome. easy to remember. He right. is. Uh, he's hilarious. You, you can't remember? eat just one. Yeah, exactly. That's, right. that's, that's how right. I was talking. Was that Lay's or is that Pringle? I think it's everything. Pringles. It's every chip. It's every chip. You're right. But Thank have, you, Doug, have you for ever met me on that? The package oh, from Old Barn. Right, you'll Sam. tell me. Uh, I've talked to him on the phone. I've never met him. God, he's such a good human. He's and and yeah. Stuart and Bunch Sam are like two peas in a pod. That's cool. They're the best. Yeah. Old Barn's got a really cool business model, too. Like, I I appreciate them from a business model standpoint. Yes. Yeah. They do a great job. And Sam is like <clears throat> father figure to me. I just want to hug that. That's killer. That dude every time I see him. <laughs> yeah. I had my kids there the other weekend. And dude, Linda just picks up Bubba and just like hauls him around. Just like, all right, see you guys in the half hour. <laughs> yeah. Built in babysitter. Let's yeah, go. It's great, dude. It's like, all right, cool. You know, sick. Awesome. It's good people. Yeah. You know, but did he stop? He was from South Africa or what? Uh, so Stewart is born and raised South Africa, but he lives in Texas now. He moved to Texas, but the guy's cultured. He lived in, oh, uh, what's the uh, East Cape? Is he Afrikaan or is he English? Both. Both. He speaks English, Afrikaan, and Zimbabwe. he speaks a little Zulu. He's, okay. he, but he, he's he's probably either um, he's probably Dutch, right? Well, Dutch settled, but he's white yeah. South African. Yeah, yeah. so he's, he's he's Dutch side. Dutch settled. Yeah, right. um, yeah. he lived in um, what's the rich Middle Eastern country? Well, Dubai. Several. Dubai. <laughs> he lived in Dubai. Dubai for like seven years, and then they lived in. The Netherlands for a little bit, mm-hmm. and then they moved to Texas, and he teaches like rugby big time. Mm. His kids are huge into rugby. Dude, the, the guy is so fucking cool. One thing I will say, like about Africa, that I think is just a huge misconception is like, so you, you have this instant connection with your outfitter. Yeah, that's a common thing. Like, oh, I believe that in the United States, you could get eight bad outfitters and get two good ones out mm-hmm. of ten. Right. Yeah, in South Africa, you get nine. Amazing outfit, yes, and one bad one. I hope that's the case. It is. They're they're they have it down. Like we they have, have to be so there. much to learn from how they run an operation. Everything. Well, so, in your experience, how does a lower forty eight outfitter compared to like an Alaskan outfitter? Is it similar to like what? Not even outfit? close. Really? No. Like, well, maybe that might be beneficial, Caleb. I'm not saying that you're like a bad outfitter at all or anything like that, but <laughs> but terrible. But but, but <laughs> I, there might be things to pick up. On different hunting by far, 
But um, I think um, so. Alaska, like from my travels, I would say like Alaska is a whole different thing. Alaska, it's not about catering. It's like you said, it's not the um, resort. It's not the resort hunt. You have to know that your guide is a badass and can make the right decision in a bad situation. And the biggest thing on Alaska business model is knowing your logistics. Yeah. You got to know your logistics. If you don't, you, you're going under. You got to yep. know your logistics. Yeah. I'm making money side of things. Yeah. yeah. And they're so in tune with the land and how the animals are acting and your safety. Safety is a huge thing. Like mm, That's your number one job. Yeah. And put it this way, if you cannot walk into a state, whether you get a tag or not, and legally hunt without a licensed outfitter, that says something. That oh, means yeah. that the state knows that the state that wants the to kill most. you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you have to have somebody that knows what they're doing. The territory is out to get your ass. It is. I My goal, if when I had my first Alaskan experience, I wanted to be with you, Caleb. And uh, You I need want, to book it. I, I need So I need to book it. Um. Let's do it. But we need to just book it. We need to just yeah. do it. And the thing, you know, I think caribou, you and I are both like nodding on caribou pretty hard. Maybe we just need to book a double caribou hunt. I think we got go. the guy here to do it. They're fascinating creatures. Maybe that's what we need to do. I want to see the dull sheep. Then. They go with the wind. Yeah. Dull sheep's the way to go. Okay. But you're going to hear and give him like your, your C guide and you're going to give us your <laughs> A guide. <laughs> no, I'm A plus. You guys are you're what, C plus. We'll give him C+. Maybe. Plus. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I bet you we can find another Alaska. Hey, we'll go with your guy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, fuck this guy. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Caleb. Hey, I got Doug. I, I win. <laughs> we just Chase, get us in contact with your guy. All right. Yeah. We're going to caribou because we got everything. What's your guy, 80 now? <laughs> um, God, Rick's going to kill me when he hears this. Seriously. like Because I'm going to tell listen. him. I'll be like, hey, Rick, listen What's to a podcast? I want to listen to ham radio. <laughs> yeah. No, like he, he, he'll bench press all of us over his head. Oh, dude. Hell no. you. Dude, my first... Uh, I gotta get Caleb introduced to him because... Dude, my first Western hunt, I was in Oregon. Um, Leupold, it was my first sponsored hunt. Leupold took me out there, and my guide was like 70. Mm-hmm. And he's walking in front of me, and I'm like, I'm not breathing hard. You know, I'm <laughs> right, trying to... He's whooping like, your ass. Yeah, he whooped my ass. Yeah. But he grew up out there, you know, and he's just different. He's just walking. Now they're walking I was like, in the park for them. I was 23, 24. I got invited with all these... I moved to this tiny little town. I got invited to go coon hunting. With all these old guys. Mm-hmm. I was the new kid in town. All the old guys wanted to show hospitality. So in the town I live in, they don't bring you a pie. Say, welcome to the neighborhood. They're like, hey, boy, you want to go coon hunting? I'm <laughs> hey, like, boy. Okay. Sure. I've never done it before. I came back dragging ass and realizing that 60-year-old men with coon dogs beat my ass. And so I was cool. so embarrassed. I'm like, they're running, jumping through fences. And I'm like... You know, doing the white tail thing, you push it down and you slowly walk, and they're just like hurtling. Somebody it. hold my gun. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> Wait, I don't even have a gun. I was in the fucking twilight zone. Yeah. Like these old boys, and they're just stacking coons. And then they realize, like, yeah, we brought a 23 year old, like, sissy here. You carry all these cats. And I was just carrying coons. Like, I was their bitch. <laughs> That's awesome. So, great you gotta, story, though. You got to respect you were the, the old school yeah. hunters in their trade. Oh, yeah. Like, you need period. guys like that, man. To like, in, in life. Place. Like, like looking back and Caleb, how old are you? Twenty five. That's so wild, dude. You're yeah. so like old. It's crazy. <laughs> <You know>? Easy, <laughs> easy. On, on, on something he said, I think it's important uh, for any like younger person listening to this. He had to be those guys' bitch to be the like to gain their respect. Oh yeah. Like I'm, I still at twenty five, and I've killed a lot of big animals now, and I have some really good people behind me. 
I still will put myself in like, okay, I will be these old guys' bitch boy because that's a respectful thing to do. They'll own their respect. Just For cause, sure. Just because you 23 and have killed a few big bucks, shut the fuck up. Work hard. Good Carry for that you. guy's bucket or whatever you need to do. Good for you. That's awesome. Dude, it, it's so true. Like, you just have to uh, you have to respect your elders to a point, you know, as long as they're being fairly respectful to you. But what they're doing, they're just teaching you. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. like yeah. Chase, in your situation, and like what you're saying. It's giving like, you a little hard time. Now, if they're being fucking dickheads. Yeah, true. Yeah, that's different. It's different. But we all know the pecking order. We all know the – as. Red-blooded Americans nowadays in 2022. We've all been to high school. We it's, but, but it's changing, though. I feel like kids yeah. are kind of losing sight of it. Yeah, maybe they, that's like true. us being old, being like, kids nowadays, you know? Maybe that's our... Like back our in parents. my day. Yeah, but like I don't know. Oh, yeah. but, but, dude, I don't know. Well, you can I feel like the... Here, here's what I'm getting at. I feel like I can talk to a boomer, and I'm doing the air quotes, a boomer, and they can be like, yeah, that guy's got, you know, politically... He's probably fairly in tune. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. But I feel like if I talk to, I'm 32, I feel like if I talk to a 22-year-old or a 19-year-old, I talk to them about politics, I'm like, oh, we're fucked. We are mm. out of touch. So I feel like the gap to to our point is fairly in tune. Do you feel this way, Chase? Uh, I got a call. I was down in Florida. I was in Cocoa Beach, Florida with a client. We were testing new calibers of of firearms mm -hmm. okay my daughter's in college she's at the university she's 19 she calls me and she says uh, i answered we were at lunch eating a burger or something and i says hey i said you know i'm on that shoot what's going on and she's like dad i'm dropping a class and i'm like you can't like this is important class like you can't drop this class i've already paid the money for it she literally said she's like dad all this professor wants to do is preach his liberal ass garbage and this is not what I paid for college for. She's like, I am dropping his ass. And I just wanted to make sure you knew before you got the letter or the email that I dropped this class. And I, I was like, okay. And I was a little in shock and hung up the phone. And the guys, of course, I was, uh, we were down there with Diamondback Firearms and um, Red Arrow Weapons. And they had overheard it. And they're like, how old's that kid? I was like, gosh, oh, she's 19. They're like, do you realize she's one in a million? Yeah. Because the other 999,000 would just suck it up, take yeah. that class, and have to deal with that professor's liberal bullshit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I will agree with you. We have a few diamonds in the rough. I've met a few. We'll talk about that. A few. We got another podcast. There's a few diamonds to, in the rough. A few. Mm -hmm. But we, we're in a scary time, guys. Mm -hmm. It's scary. And it's and, up to people like your daughter to like challenge that professor and lead yeah. that pack. Because the fact is, is there's... A lot of people that are followers, nothing wrong with that. There's followers and there's leaders, and the leaders of the community need to stand up and quit putting up with a bunch of shit. Yep. It's like, dude. Putting up with the bullshit. Yeah. That's a, that's enough. Like For sure. Yeah. yeah. Challenge him. Like, well, you know, what's crazy is like hunting. Guys, hunting isn't even under attack anymore. Like that was a big oh, subject a dude, few years ago. It's gone. It's gone to it's normal go society oh, is under attack. Normal society. Like remember – Five years ago, dude, we used to be like, oh, we have to stand up for hunting. Attack, bro. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I can't say the word faggot anymore. You know how many times you said the word faggot on the podcast? <laughs> dude, if, if they broke down the, like, and then 500 and what are we at? 540 episodes? Yeah. People would be like, dude, but I'm, I haven't said anything worse Canceled. than Eminem ever said. Right. All right. In the 90s. 
What would uh, what Kid Rock say? I loved his Fox um, special edition interview or whatever. He's like, I'm uncancelable. I love it. Dude. It was awesome. <laughs> the thing is, like, we've had gay people. Our friend Casey is gayer than a two dollar bill, gayer than a skin flute, dude. She, she's a girl. She'll scissor you down right now if you're a woman. Like, what's up, queer for deer? We said it. like she she goes by queer for deer now because she thinks it's hilarious. Yeah, but she's a normal human who just happens to be gay. Uh, right. She, she's not gay politically. The, the problem you know, like, is, is people, that makes sense because we never made it an issue. We didn't give a shit. It's just who she is. We could be sitting around. You could be um, black, white, purple, green, gay, bot. We never gave a shit. That's the problem yeah. is now they made everything like everybody gave a shit. Yeah. Nobody gave a shit five years ago, 10 years no, ago. No, They made us give a shit because they turned everything against everybody. That's they're, the problem. Well, they're trying to stir shit up with us, and that's what creates... Yes. That's when they can push their agendas when we're all disagreeing. Hundred percent. Mm. And and but yeah, it's gone beyond hunting because it's like it no one cares about Caleb killing caribou in Alaska or us killing whitetails. Not series. anymore. It used to be. Caleb, you're 25. You said. Mm-hmm. Do you have how old's your how old's your girlfriend? 24. Does I mean she obviously aligns with your thoughts, but like, do you guys have interactions with a lot of people your age, or is it mostly people older, or what? If you seek out the right community, you can find good people, but it's just. Uh, do you feel like stuff. you're in a niche living? Like, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I would say so. Like, I, I don't know a ton of 25 year olds that really think the way I do or do the same stuff. Conservative thoughts. Well, there's a decent, or even libertarian. It can be libertarian. Yeah, I would say there's a decent segment. So if if you're in a a spot where it's everyone's around you is like totally like liberal and i'm gonna say like extreme to the left because there's nothing so when you're born you're born either more industrious or you're born a little bit more like compassionate Mm -hmm. compassionate people are typically more on the left and industrious people are typically more on the right yeah so there's always a separate separate piece and why that is is because if we go too far on this right hand side we're gonna go off a cliff we go too far on this left hand side we're gonna go off a cliff so it's up to the yin and the yang let's call them right they keep a treadle in the middle where it makes sense from situation to situation. So now if you're in a spot where you're surrounded by a bunch of people that want to go jump off this left cliff, you should probably get the fuck out of there and go seek out new friends. <laughs> yeah. Same same on, same the, on the right. Side. Yeah. yeah, same on the right. Yep. Yep. Agreed. I, I never had the definition of libertarian. Hold on. Well, real quick, Chase. Yeah. A 25-year-old just said right. that to I us. I know, right? That's well versed. So wise. There's hope. There's hope. Caleb Stillings and Wise, I don't know. Those Caleb, I'm telling you, dude, <laughs> dude that's, you are an inspiring uh, motherfucker for your age. And it's, I, yeah, 100%. Not that statement like, is money. It's so money, and not that we're like way older than you, and we're, we're not, but it's just refreshing, man. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's cool to see. That's all. Appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. And because I think exactly what you're saying is, is just because you might lean to the right doesn't mean you shouldn't have compassion. Mm-hmm. Just because you might lean to the left doesn't mean you shouldn't respect industrialism and capitalism. Like, there's always that happy medium that makes the world go around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what libertarian was. I, I'll be honest with you. It was a foreign, like, it sounded weird. It sounded way too liberal to me. And a guy in our office, he described it to me, and he's like, I'm a libertarian. I was like, what exactly does that mean? Like, I was almost, like, kind of offended. Like, what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he says, I don't give a shit. He's like, live your life. You be you. I be me. Yeah, I'm pretty libertarian. Yeah, and I was like, I'm kind of digging that. Like, he doesn't want to tell me what to do. I don't want to tell him what to do. Yeah. And we have margaritas on Tuesdays, right? Yeah. yeah. Do you know how people get mad at me because I I tell them I've never voted? Oof. Yeah, that's kind of a problem. (laughs) (laughs) But it's not, though. It's it's not. But I get it. I vote. 
I vote. Yeah, I, I vote, vote as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know I, enough about politics to... Here's the thing, Eric. But you have a gut and you have a heart. That's have, enough. That's enough. It's enough to at least cast a gut judgment on what makes you feel better about one or the other. Now, the problem is, is politics is so shitty and nasty. And get it's weird. just which one do you hate less? Yeah. Unfortunately. To the point. But I don't want to involve myself in so much that's going to take over politics. It's taking over my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. These guys well, have arguments about it all the time. But your vote does count. It does count. It does. But, but how many things could you do in your life that you don't vote. do besides voting? But you could just, um, I guess, I guess the argument guess to, your, to your point, anymore. Eric, is <laughs> you've sampled yourself enough in conversation on this podcast to know that you probably, you lean more Republican, more conservative in voting. Yeah. Even if I'm, I'm libertarian, I'm right. always leaning more conservative almost all the time because that's what lines up, the, which, which, more, which is the most common yeah. sense. I'm just waiting uh, for the next Teddy Roosevelt to come back, I'll be honest with you. It'll this. never happen, dude. I, I am going to That dude was a gangster. It, it'll happen in, in 50 years, I'm and we're going to have to go through some sort of civil war for it right. to happen. Right. And, it's, it's and basically, hunters are going to just walk through the left. <laughs> I got this dash. Yeah, I'm going to do it. Dude, Doug. The bull moose party, Doug. Probably. Yeah, the bull moose party. I love uh-huh. it. I love no. it. Changing minds, eating ass. We just got to got, eating ass. We just got to delete a few episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Hurting my political career. <laughs> Hurting my political career. <laughs> we also episode 500. You're out. Tough crowd. Tough crowd. Hey, listen. On your point, I, I so first off, I think you sh- you should vote if you're educated. On your point, there's a, I think it was, don't quote me on this because I might do it wrong, but I think it was George Patton that said, an uneducated disciple is more dangerous than the enemy. So if you're just voting off of ideology and not off of free thinking, that's just a, that's more dangerous than voting. Yeah. Than not voting. Excuse me. So I think that's important to consider. Like if you're just going off of, oh, let's just use the left because I honestly I'm more against the left than I am the right. So if I'm popping over here and I'm a leftist and I'm just going with every little pink dildo or whatever else that I'm told to like push. Pink dildo? Yeah, whatever, whatever you want to go you with on that you side of things. Did I hear that right? You heard him, you heard him. If you... If you did that right. If you do a that... Sir, did you just say pink dildo? You said what he said. Better than black dildo, right? I don't know. Hey. Uh, or, or natural light skin dildo. Yep, exactly. But, but Covering you, all the grounds. <laughs> Everything across the board. All the colors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, can I tell a really quick side story as Absolutely. we're on the dildo topic? Um, several years ago, you remember this? When we were still at my Sherrard house. We talked about the kid with the clear backpack. Remember the kid, like, uh, school shooting happened. Kid, uh, it was the kid that was going, like, like uh, very liberal, um, was getting on speeches and shit, and they were, they were talking about, like, implementing clear backpacks in schools. Well, someone photoshopped a dildo in this kid's clear backpack. <laughs> I don't remember this, <laughs> we, but... We talked about it on a podcast, and somebody locally... I hope they're listening, motherfucker. Someone locally wrote in to Elite Archery with a screenshot oh, and this, said, yeah. these guys were talking about this with this dude with a dildo and a clear backpack. And Elite 
I'm not going to say who from Elite, but you can guess. <laughs> Elite called me and he goes, Are you guys talking about dildos and clear backpacks? I'm like, Yeah, we yeah. were. He goes, We had somebody from your local area. Here's who they were. They submitted this message and I saw who they were and I ended their business after that. And their business, they went out of business locally. For, I made sure it happened because they all they were doing is just hating to hate. Uh, and uh, we sent them a clear backpack. We sent them a clear backpack with a <laughs> with dildo. The dildo. We, <laughs> technically, we we with didn't sticker on it. Technically, we didn't end their business, but their business didn't do very well because of our recommendation after that. And it probably even on top of that was the outlook on life. Like that oh, they're just, just hating had, on us. They're yeah, just hating on us. Hating on everybody. I imagine that. Well, they were just going through. to anything that was like slightly controversial to go after us with our partner, right? Mm-hmm. So that they just went after that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, they're uh, they got theirs. Yeah. Karma's a bitch. Yeah, and that goes. Yeah, anybody that's listening to this, if you're looking at the negative, that's probably going to come back to you for you know sure. I mean? But anyway, I didn't mean to. Cut, I, it was a fun side story for that. Yeah, it, I was just rambling on about if you're going to support something, make sure that's your idea. Yeah. Something you thought through, not just something that someone... Someone's thinking yeah. for you, for yeah. sure. just here. Go for this. So, oh, That's all right. But, um, yeah, that's fine, man. Politics are uh, a mess. Caleb, you're a smart dude for 25, and the that. experiences you have are incredible. <laughs> yeah. Um, we have another podcast to do. I hope you come in and uh, co-host it with us. Hell yeah. I well. just got to go pee once. That's fine. <laughs> Too much information. Just, just <laughs> yeah, just, just once. once. Yeah. Hey, where can people find you? Uh, Google me on Caleb Stillians. Uh, just type my name in C A L E B S T I L L I A N S. Go get a tappity like that. That's awesome. Go order it. It's thirty six dollars a year. Twenty bucks a card. Super cheap. Help I got mine. Did you get yours? I got mine. I got mine. Yeah. We're gonna have that all set up on our socials as well. Um, it's just my snap. You're a loophole brother of ours. Oh yeah, uh, we're both we're loophole. Awesome. Loophole. We love loophole. Everybody knows that. Kaylee's a sweetheart, isn't she? She is a sweetheart, man. She is a sweetheart. Michael from loophole will be here in like three weeks. Michael's Time this airs, he'll be here in a week and a half. He just killed okay. them. Yeah, he killed yep. a great mule deer in Oregon. So, uh, awesome. Chase, thanks for co-hosting this one. Loved it. Caleb's a man. Thanks, Chase. No, you're the man. Yeah. All you guys are the man. You're the man too. <laughs> Chanel. 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 <laughs> you know that's going to stick. No. Maybe. Yeah. See, see down. He's like, no, see, no, no, no. See down. We got to show him some respect. He's I, doing, he's doing I kind of like CBD. CBD. You would like CBD. What's your middle name? Kate. Damn it. Kate. Kate. CKD. CKD? It's close. CPD. Okay. Uh, Doug, what you got, buddy? <laughs> oh, hey, did we can do a veteran shout out. Veteran shout out. Oh. Do you have a veteran shout out? A veteran shout out? Uh, I thought just I see thought, my. Do what? I thought one of you guys had a veteran shout out. I didn't, but I can just. That was on the last dad. podcast that we never did. What's that? That was on the last podcast that we never did the veteran shout oh, out. Fuck. They had two of them. Oh, shit. You're right. We never did a veteran shout out. Oh, here's one. So it's not a U.S. veteran, but uh, I just had a guy come from the U.K., total badass that was filming. Not John. It was another guy that came Are out. Are they an ally? Yeah, and okay. <laughs> we have to forgive him from the wall because I, I was still throwing shit like, "Hey, we done kicked you out of this country once. You better watch it." <laughs> but total, total badass Britain uh, naval commando, which is kind of like the Navy SEAL for them. Badass dude. Very cool. Name's Jack. So awesome. awesome. Shout out the Jack. That's cool. You got you anything? You got spot. A, you know, I'm sorry. I, no, sorry. I mixed two podcasts together. You got anything, Chase? You got a veteran shout out? You know, I'm going to save mine. I do have a special one, but I'm okay. going okay. to save okay. one for the next one. Doug, you got one you want to read? Making my job. Oh, should I just read one? Yeah, read one. <laughs> you got one. I, I thought we were covered. Sorry, buddy. I, <laughs> mine well read mine one. was foreign, so it didn't count. Yeah, I don't like that one. Still an ally, but... I don't like that. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't trust it. 
I don't trust it. <laughs> <laughs> this is submitted by Josh Funk. Uh, the veteran is Charlie Pop Pop Simmons. Says in the army. Says, hey, fellas, I've been listening for years now. Love the show. My veteran shout-out goes to my wife's granddad, Charlie Pop Pop Simmons. In 1967, he entered the U.S. Army as a chaplain and went to Fort Hamilton, New York, Fort Devens, uh, Massachusetts, Vietnam, Fort Bragg, North Carolina, Korea, and then back to Fort Bragg to the 82nd Airborne Division. To this day, at 83 years old, he still joins us at Deer Camp in Rockbridge County, Virginia, and even ventures out to sit in the woods. Every year, I look forward to spending time with him at camp and listen to his stories. He's a lifelong hunter, so uh, thanks for spending that, Josh, and thanks, Pop Pop. For uh, for your service, they thanks, Pop Pop. Yeah. Sounds like an awesome dude. Cheers, Pop Pop. Cheers, Pop Pop. Hopefully, he's in deer camp. Cheers in us. So, that's awesome. We got it. Thanks, Doug, for that veteran shout out. Who submitted that veteran shout out again? Uh, Josh Funk. Thanks, Josh. Appreciate thanks you, buddy. Last name. All right, guys, get a hold of Caleb. Everything Tappity, Chase Ralston, Rubline Marketing. Eric, you got anything? Nope. Doug, you got anything? Thanks for coming, boys. Hey, thank you. Loved it. It was fun. You know what to do. Go shoot your bow. We love you. Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.